back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your divesting Mandrake No Perito, and I'm here with the Glockied Elites. Lisa Condemi, aka Falu and Duvet. This baby has me distraught. Maybe I do need a new job. Ooh, <laughs> this baby has me distraught. Slant rhyme. It's very good. <laughs> I, I, that was performed in a um, cafe by Falu at one point. And I'm snapping. <laughs> it's me, Ashley Goodwin, a.k.a. Levitt Maycare, turning Maycare into Mayflee with my new son, Grey Baby. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to rhyme Maycare with daycare. Oh. Levin's daycare. Levin's daycare. Nice. Great job. Great. <laughs> Both are great really good. <laughs> well, gang, put your babies into daycare. It's time for the finale's recap. Woo! Here we go. Last time, the Glocky Elites retrieved Interneb from the spider construct they used to test their abilities and headed to the stairwell, taking a moment to go over the situation since they had so much time to spare. We're called the Gay Little Guns now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, the Glocky Elites. It's the Gay Little Guns. It's just such can a you, strong... Can we do a pickup? It's a, such a pick strong pickup. <laughs> Pick up. Uh, Kittle explained that Internet was an arcane intelligence created from complex technology and a spark of magic, and this eventually led to the discussion of the nefarious origin of the automatons and the truth behind Company O, aka the, the Omni Malum. Turns out the Order of the Fallen God kept the truth from our protagonists to spare them from the moral dilemma. Smite knew that telling them meant either putting them in said ethical dilemma, or worse, not putting them in one which would reveal how that deep down they didn't care about protecting people as he did. Thankfully, though still a bit confused about the process of their creation, they acknowledged that these automatons were indeed dangerous and born from the abuse of less fortunate citizens. I needed more convincing. <laughs> so we went looking for some, for some evidence. Uh, finding themselves outside a storage facility on the 90th floor, the caper crew broke in and raided the broken slash defunct products of Glockheed's past. That's Again, unapproved. gay little guns. Yeah, I was going to say caper crew is unapproved by the company. <laughs> it's not on the language we use at the company. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to do a pickup. I'm with absolutely gay not. I said from Glockheed's path. I didn't even say Glockheed to leave. You here. said caper crew. crew. Oh, yeah. unapproved. Okay, guys, caper crew was not. Not a nickname, it was more of a, a synonym. And you love synonyms, don't you, Lisa? Is you a, love them! Is it, is it a synonym or is it alliteration? So many interruptions to the recap. I don't even know where I am. Alright, uh sometimes I'm like I don't interrupt enough. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners feel the same when it comes to the recap. They're like, not enough pauses. Hey. More pauses in the recap. <laughs> Case, spicy bitch, continue. <laughs> Finding themselves outside a storage facility on the 90th floor, the Glockied elites, nope, the gay little guns broke in and thank raided you, the broke you. slash defunct products from Glockied's past. Finding a billion dollars to rebrand. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Finding new weapons, an energy drink that promised to give them a long rest in the time of a short rest, and twisted biotech. Oddest of them all, a gray baby that spoke 12 words. Magic. The world, its people, love, betrayal, apocalypse, love, memory, time, golden warrior, apocalypse, 
in love once more. Better pizza. Papa Better. John's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a good better pizza. That was a good interruption. I better ingredients, that better pizza, Apocalypse. gay little guns. Realizing that it seemed to tell the story of its eventual destruction, the plan destruction. shifted a bit. The plan shifted a bit. And rallying to the cause, and leading them to adopt the gray baby. Adopt the gray baby. Adopt legally. Legally. Putting in papers to adopt the gray baby. Literally nothing illegal about this. Finding logbooks in the back, it was discovered that this room was visited once a day at 3 p.m. Basically, in one hour. Since their clearance ended with this floor, they decided to wait out the employees, since, as Falu remembered, they would have clearance to every floor. Just as they had finished looting, the group heard that employee trying to get through the door, realizing that it had been left unlocked by our heroes. And that is where we are right now. How could we have been so stupid? You all hide near the door of this massive warehouse, Kittle in the shadows, no longer in disguise, with Smite also no longer in disguise at the moment, the latter having his sword drawn as well. Where are you guys posting up as this person comes in? Are you like immediately going to be there and talk to them or are you going to hide and wait for a moment? I remember initially there was an idea of potentially perfume spraying the filter in this person's face when they enter. Can I buy everyone a second by sending my mage forward to like jiggle the door back against the direction that they're jiggling it in? Like kind of like fight with the door handle for a second? It is, or is it not like a knob? What's the sense? It's it's more of like a push door. There was like okay. an intense like lock on this massive bar, I see, I see. so the bar has shifted, and you feel like I guess you know what I'll let you do an opposed Arcana check versus this person's athletics. Just um, to maybe just, give Kittle and Smite like and anyone who wants to hide another chance. Yeah, they're definitely hidden. I'll okay, say okay. that, but um, this That's will good. just be good. Um, 16? You do actually s- delay them, I'll say, a few seconds, which will allow the two of you to get into some sort of position. Do you want to hide, or are you going to just be there and be there, like, ready to answer them? I quickly, um, will look at Levid and, uh, message you and say, should we jump on him? Maybe what I'll do is, like, look like I'm looking, uh, like, looking at the logbook or something. And be like, oh, you're here. Great. I need great baby. <laughs> I will hide. Okay. Give me a stealth check for Lou. You've got this, boss. <laughs> and I'll say that, I mean, the, the logbooks were kind of further into the space, but you definitely had taken one to look at it. So you crack that puppy open and make it look like you're skimming who should be up next. Ooh, lovely. 27. Falu, you literally slip behind where the door will like open into. So it's, you know, it's like opens, you just like hide right behind I it. I purposefully hang myself from the hook behind the door, which is, Hold on. I've accidentally gotten myself like that a lot, but now it's a position of advantage. You've done it so, it's happened to you so many times that you're familiar with just how the angle you have to get it for your They for won't your see outfit. me for hours. <laughs> Where are you being hung up in public that no one is like noticing you? On the uh, back of a door inside of an empty office. Please, please. <laughs> just scrambling. Um, okay, so the door begins to open. Uh, this large warehouse door creaks slowly, and entering, you see two men humans, one of which is older, probably early 30s, young man with thick glasses that magnify their brown eyes, and a rusty red neck beard that matches his high and tight hair, along with another who you immediately recognize, Falu, Brent. 
It looks like this up and coming intern has already landed the prestigious clearance that this storage managing position allows. What the fuck? <laughs> that got them so bad, folks. Water. Water. Yeah. <laughs> I just like coughed you up the wrong way. Oh god, that was good for me. Oh. That was, it's worth it to hurt your players. Just be all clear. Right. Uh, you see the two of them entering in slowly. The first is a little bit more cautious than the genial um, Brent. And by the way, you look in the guidebook like you're flipping open to make sure it look to make it look like you've just been waiting for this person and you see that the name of this this man who you know is not brent is derek norman you're kidding me and as they come in and their eyes clock you uh what is levitt doing uh levitt is uh one hand uh holding the book and the other hand like behind her kind of propping her up on the desk looking kind of aloof and I think as they walk in she snaps the book shut uh, and says Derek was waiting for you I'm sorry uh, who are you I... hi my name is Levitt Maycare um, oh okay oh yes I feel like, I think I've heard of you Miss Maycare um, you what are you doing here this is, this is uh, of this course is... Uh, the elevators weren't working right. I tried to get to the security floor to properly let myself in here with a proper you know clearance unfortunately was not able to do that I'm in need of something in the storage facility I can't find it can you help me out give me a deception check it's a 19 plus 13. Oh my God. That is a 32. Is that like, the, yeah. is that the first 32 we've ever gotten on the show? Maybe <laughs> um, you looking hot as ever. Jessica rabbit. AF. <laughs> Jessica rabbit as fuck. This Derek Norman looks at you. Derek Neckbeard. You mean, do <laughs> you know, his nickname was Derek Neckbeard Norman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So he <laughs> so rude. He but he made it, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, he's a self. The name's <laughs> Neckbeard Norman. <laughs> In it, he is. You just did, is, you did yeah. a British accent when you said hello. Remember? Uh, Derek gets a little nosebleed. Uh, wipes his nose. <laughs> Absolutely blushing overwhelmed. Derek clearly does not speak to a lot of people here. So unprofessional. Uh, They're he... blushing and nose bleeding. <laughs> you see, yeah, Derek wipes the nose bleeding and goes, oh, here. It pulls out a very clean um, oh, handkerchief. Are you okay? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. How can I, how can I, how can I help you? Uh, Miss Maycare. Miss, uh, Mrs. Make, Miss, Ma Mrs. Maycare? Do you, are you okay? Do you, how's your nose? Sorry, you... I, I'm just feeling a little, a little hot. Brent goes, don't worry. I'm also here to help. You don't have to. Do you need a drink of water? Uh, yeah, I think I should sit down. <laughs> is that where? Where can we? Is there a, a water cooler in here? Um, you get a message from Smite that is, "What are you getting at? What are you gonna do for this guy?" Trying to get some water to put the potion in. Falu, throw me the potion if they turn around. <laughs> oh, I have some water. You see, Brent pulls out a very full, like Nalgene water bottle. Are there any cups I can pour you guys some some water? Um, and you see, he starts looking around for cups. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Ooh, since I see this going so well with Levid. <laughs> the nosebleed <laughs> really is. <laughs> it's telling. I think instead of hiding further, I'll 
pop out from behind the door um, and say, oh, um, Ms. Maycare, did I hear you need water? And oh start, like, um, <laughs> fumbling uh, with uh, my, like, shape water. Go, let me freshen that up for you. And can I try and, like, um, with a very, like, assistant, like, flourish, grab his Nalgene and... Uh, fill it with this potion. Let's do a post slide of hand checks as they are okay. both uh, immediately surprised by the fact that you've jumped from behind the oh, door. Falou. Oh, gentlemen, <laughs> this is my assistant, Falou. Um, oh, I've met Falou. Let me Hi, this up. Brent. Brent comes over to give a handshake as you try and slip oh, the water bottle. Oh, you guys know each hand. other. Brent, big fan. <laughs> That's going to be a 22 for Brent. It's a 12 for me. You put a hand on the bottom and goes, I got it, and pulls it away. It's a really awkward, tense moment for briefly, um, as um, then begins to like uncork it and fill the various glasses that you guys have managed to find here. Brent, I love your Nalgene. Where uh, did you get it? Oh, thank you. Oh, it's originally from Marfin's. It's enchanted to just refill a pen. Top dollar for it, but you know, Can I see mom it? and dad paid. Can I look uh, at it? Yeah, of course. Feels um, like very heavy quality metal. <laughs> I message Smite. We might have to knock these guys out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> seconds away from doing it already. Give, do me I see, Give me the signal. Do I see where Falou has the potion, the love potion? Uh, I mean, I imagine Falou's obscuring it enough for them not to see it. So it's like probably up my sleeve not, but you know where it yeah, is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I you're all like congregated by one of the desks at this point as that you know you're pouring some glasses. Are of they water. sipping their water yet? Not yet. No. I mean, this is in, this is happening in seconds. Oh, so, so like the water hasn't been poured. Okay, the water cool. is like they're wow, going this to is, pour. This is heavy. It's like does it keep everything cold? Oh yes. It's um it is temperature controlled, auto refill, wow. and also purifies. Philu, look at this, and I bring it to Philu to kind of examine uh. and see. <laughs> If we could, Brent uh, does not want. <laughs> if we could do a sleight of hand moment, um, passing around a stranger's water bottle is so invasive. <laughs> so invasive. Brent is like, I actually would like Let that. Let me see back. the straw. Is it where you tilt back, or do you bite it a little with your teeth? Someone, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you want to get away with this, you're going to need to come up with a pretty big distraction <laughs> to really obscure. Taking someone's water bottle, opening it, and I message, something in. I message uh, Kittle, and I say, Kittle, make a noise. There is no response, and then you hear, as this little, like, clockwork um, ducky kind of waddles out. as She uses one of her artificer uh, tinkering abilities to create a little creature that, and go, oh, well, that that's weird. It just kind of started up itself, and you see Derek goes over and picks it up as Brent looks towards the... Um, is, is, is holding the water bottle and you cork open uncork it um, I'll let you roll this slide of hand check with advantage okay because um, I'll say that Kittle's, you, helping. Kittle's helping and then Kittle. also Levitt is doing her best Levitt you can give Bardic I would say if that's if you wanted to okay. contribute yes. I have plus 8 I just rolled a 4 last time guys. <laughs> oh nice one of them was nat 1 which is funny um, but that is going to be a 26. Okay. With his 16 um, plus bonus perception check, he does not see it. Um, but I guess I will just pour it. Is There's only enough for one person, correct? Looks like there's only enough for one. Okay. But we're just pouring it into Brent's Nalgene. <laughs> <laughs> just fill 
the Nalgene. You know I think, what? I think, no, but we've cups, right? Right. So we'll pour it into Brent's Nalgene. We'll pour it for Derek. Because yeah. Derek, we're going to focus on Derek. Yes, we're focusing on Derek because we can handle Brent. Right. And uh, so maybe we pour a drink for Derek and you can, and maybe I'm messaging you this, pour a drink for Derek and then spill it. Spill the rest. Oh, 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 Okay. Okay, so you begin to pour, and then whoop. a toast, and then I. Have <laughs> <laughs> oh, the up in splashes everywhere. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, what the hell? Well, oh. at least here for sickly Derek. Yes, Derek, for your nose. Brent, how's your first okay. day going? Okay, you see, Derek takes a sip. Um, do you mind telling me, is there any save, or is it just instantaneous? This was messy. The next time... This was messy. <laughs> oh, okay. The next time you see... This is for the person who drinks it. The next time you see a creature within 10 minutes after drinking this filter, you become charmed by that creature for one hour. So if the creature is of a species and gender you're normally attracted to, you regard it as your true love while you're charmed. So up to you if Derek is LGBTQ. This potion's rose-hued effervescent liquid contains one easy-to-miss bubble shaped like a heart. So I guess it's whoever he sees first the next time you see a creature so whoever his eyes land on first is who he's desperately in love with depending on if he's lgbtq all right somebody roll a d4 for me okay <laughs> Ooh, a four okay that is good because it was levid and levid has the highest charisma here Great. you see he finishes his drink hmm <sighs> this was just water Looks to you. I Levin. think I think Brent said that there is some kind of like a covers his nose, sparkling, <laughs> some oh. kind of filter inside that oh. makes it taste really, really good. Is it dry in here? You see, nose <laughs> blood begin to trickle through. His oh. Fingers. oh, okay. Uh, I give him a hanky. Back. I give him. I come up to his nose uh, with a hanky and I kind of just hold it under. <laughs> I give him a hanky. <laughs> I come to the hanky. I give him a hanky. Stuck on his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, imagine. He says, okay, I guess. Um, um, I come up just like I slowly move up to him with like a little handkerchief and I just put it up to his nose so he grabs it from my hand but he touches my hand and we have a meet cute you guys look each other deep in the eyes he <laughs> are you okay tilting his head back oh yeah yeah I'm okay um so silly so silly do you get these a lot uh, no, I, I don't think it's ever happened at least this bad before. Oh my gosh! Um, sorry, what did what did you need? Oh, anything? So, Can I help you with anything? Yeah. So, um, I was looking for some. Um, You're looking around, and um, Smite messages you, Falu, and goes, "Now, can I take out the other one now?" No. Brent, why don't we give them a moment? Yeah, sure. I put my arm around Brent and just start like casually walking down an aisle. <laughs> you guys yeah. head down an aisle. Brent, do you know anything about a weird baby? A weird baby? This is like my first day. I, uh, I... Smite, he's useless. <laughs> <laughs> kill him. <laughs> no, Not what? kill, I'm Brent's joking. A nice I'm guy. joking, I'm joking. Brent um, kind of looks over his shoulder back towards uh, Levid and Derek. But We're not you, looking at him. But you continue to pull <laughs> uh, him down further. I was looking for um, a specific motorcycle. Oh, there are several versions. Oh here. yes, mine was uh, like a celestial, like heavenly motorcycle. Celestial. Hmm. Uh, well, Can I, we okay. Go look? Yeah, follow me. Okay. Um, starts to lead you down the clockwork and machine aisle. Um, as Falu, you're getting a little further down the armor and weaponry aisle where. Um, you know Smite has been kind of hiding at the end of it. And as you get down, Brent goes, yeah, so 
Um, how long have you worked here again? Uh, pretty new, pretty new. You know, just getting my feet wet. Really? I had heard that you were here for like, like over a decade. Is that true? Oh, well, you know, for elves, um, it's a little different, you know. Oh, right. We the like to really long life get thing. the lay. I basically wanted to know everyone's name here before I really tried to, you know, schmooze oh. and make any connections. So it was your choice to stay in this admin position you're in? <laughs> I... <laughs> Brent showing his catty side. Brent being an absolute little bitch. Um, I put a pushpin up behind his back and say, Smite. <laughs> he goes, what do you do? And before he can fully get that phrase out, Smite leaps from the shadows um, and is just going to try and, like, uh, with this new sword, clunk this guy over the head and knock him unconscious. <laughs> um, this is a commoner. He has a few different stats in terms of, like, his perception and charisma, mm -hmm. but he has still got, like, the standard commoner <laughs> HP. So Smite just has to hit on his attacks, and he should be good. That's a natural six, but Smite adds 10 to this, and a 16 is higher okay. than Brent's AC. Um, and you see- Brent's wearing plate armor. <laughs> 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 oh, you fucked. Transforms. <laughs> no, um, Brent is just a regular commoner. Um, he immediately is hit in the back of the head by this fucking longsword. With his automatic damage of 1d8 plus seven, you see Smite literally- and this poor Brent, poor, poor Brent, falls over, lights out um, as Smite catches him before he hits the ground and slowly lays him down. Smite and say, do you have disguise self? Uh, yeah. He twists the ring and That's he right. shifts into Brent. I lean down Brilliant and take the uh, pen from Brent's <gasps> uh, shirt pocket and you're missing one detail and slide it into Smite's. Wow. Nice. Excellent work. Great plan. Anytime I get to knock someone unconscious, it's a good day. Kittle? Let's do this. Kittle? Kittle? You see, Kittle pulls out of the shadows. She wasn't too far from Smite, and she shifts into Jessica Chastain. Okay, uh, are we going to just leave this guy here, or how do you want to handle him? Mm, I'm going to um, maybe put him at a desk and put his head down like he's asleep. Not like the log desk that <laughs> Levitt and everyone is. Um, but I want to make him look like he's like slapped Save it on the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, like you, yeah, I think you could definitely do this. There's those, the initial where all the old log books are, which is in the very back where you guys initially mm -hmm. found it. Um, there's certainly a desk there. You, yeah, like three he's of diving you off. Drag him over. Um, Weekend at Bernie style, set him up there, put his head down between his arms. Yeah. Uh, looks like me in school. Just can't keep his fucking eyes open. Sleeping on the job. Hmm. Brent. Another person we can get fired. <laughs> Baloo resists search to kick him. Somebody clocks that goes, you can do that. You're, he's unconscious. He won't know. And what separates us from Vampire then? Wow, I got you with that one. I was that's, just joking. That's fair point, I actually. Brent. <laughs> Smite stifles a laugh. <laughs> the three of you holding in cackles as you hear like Levid and this guy nearing the end of their aisle. And you see Derek goes, ah, I guess, yeah, we only have the infernal ones. Um, these were like, not really supposed to talk about it, but way, way, way back when Glocky was still, you know, affiliated with some other folks, some more nefarious folks. Um, these were purchased and acquired and we've been kind of trying to reverse engineer it but 
we don't have any we haven't gotten anything from you know celestials so to speak wait where who are these people oh uh give me a persuasion check you roll with advantage because he's charmed 26 you see derek looks nervously at the bikes and then to you and then goes ah well glockheed was founded by montgomery's glockheed's family way way back they were initially members of like the Balderheim Empire kingdom that was existent way, way back when. Of course. The Glockheeds were one of the first families who kind of chose to lean on dark powers to fight the dragons in the first Dragon Wars. So, uh, you know, he kind of had a little, he has had some connections with the Nine Hells. Interesting. I know. It's kind of great. It's, it's, ancient history though i mean I, I i doubt that we're still affiliated with them this is this is from way back you don't think that or would you know if there was any kind of infernal affiliation going on with say <laughs> i just managed the storage here okay uh, maybe someday you know try, again he's trying trying not to sell himself too short to you because i mean yeah. maybe someday stretching well, tell me more about your aspirations like what do you want to do here at Glockheed? oh well i mean if brent can take over this position full time i might get oh, so you're training yes brent is but and where is brent by the way uh, and you see Smite and Philu <laughs> walk over. Uh, uh, Jessica's still hiding in the background. Derek, you've met Jessica. <laughs> Jessica slips out. Um, I'm here on business. And you see Derek goes, uh, no, I, I haven't. But oh, uh, nice to meet you. And no? goes to shake hands. And the two shake hands. You see uh, a, a little awkward. You see Derek looks to you, Levitt, trying not to be like, I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know her. Um, <laughs> but you see Smite as Brent goes, <clears throat> <clears throat> Should we go? Um, mm, yes, I'm, probably I'm here. good to get us out of the storage facility. We could get out of your hair. Yeah, if you if we can't find what you guys need, then we might as well head out. Uh, where were you headed, uh, Miss Maycare? Can I help you get there? Um, the Elevators are back on, by the way. They are? That's yeah, such they've managed to get them back. We There's that so, incident we on 78. I was so scared. It was... Well, don't worry. Uh, I'm here. I got you. Yeah, would you want to maybe come with us just in case um, the elevators go down again? Um, give me a persuasion check. You're gonna roll flat for this, but it is a low DC. He he regards and you he's all as charmed. Okay, thank you. Let's hope for the bardic. Oh, nice. Okay. 17. Wow, way better than I thought, yeah. The nine on the bardic really helped because I rolled a seven. Yes, DC 15. He goes, I mean, no problem. I, I can take you wherever you guys need to go. Anything for you, Miss Maycare. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. <laughs> See, uh, Smite, as Brent shuffles uncomfortably. Right, yeah, very sweet. Brent, what's wrong? Do you need a lozenge? I would love one. I, I think I got something in my throat. <laughs> Brent, don't forget your Nalgene. Thank you. Takes the Nalgene. <laughs> Still, despite having, oh, it, oh, it fills. You see, it already has filled up again. So this is really great. I'm gonna keep this. <laughs> yeah, since we weren't able to find the the motorbikes I was looking for, um, maybe you can uh, get us up to the meeting that I have to be at in a couple of hours. Oh, you're a part of the meeting with Monty. Yeah, I was trying to fit in some other work. Um, before I head up there, but um, maybe you can drop us off on 
the 99th floor. I know that there's... Um... The schematic library? Oh, sorry. What's the... Where's the nearest cafe in the 90s? Oh, 98. Right oh. there. Yeah, maybe you can drop us off there. We're looking to... I just want to grab a quick coffee before... Yeah, that, that, that tracks to me. Follow me, guys. Uh, so nice to meet you again. Um, nervously, you see Derek uh, watch the front, um, push open I the door. I put my hand on Derek's shoulder. I say, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. He um, shudders a little bit and continues to walk. Um, as you guys, as a little pack, begin to follow, trailing behind, um, Brent snoozing. <laughs> Real Brent. Background. Do you like biscotti, Brent? <laughs> Love biscotti. You guys walk over to the alleviator, and you see Derek pulls out his pass, scans it, and it... A moment later, the doors open and you all step in to the alleviator. He goes, oh, so uh, 98? It goes to press 98 uh, and clicks it. Yeah, let's hop off for a coffee quick. These guys aren't coming with me to the meeting, so they can yeah, hang well, out at the cafe. I'll hang at the cafe unless you have more training for me, Derek. Uh, no, no, no. I My focus is uh, elsewhere. We'll pick up after after uh, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll pick up. The alleviator doors open to the exquisite executive suites that fill these 97th and 98th floors. These floors are almost exclusively used for clientele and executive offices. There is an open area in the center that looks and acts as, as you said, a cafe, kind of lobby space. And then around that lining the walls are fully furnished conference rooms and offices for the various higher ups of this floor. Hallways branch off to more private rooms, and on the opposite side, you see that there is a thick glass wall, massive windows looking out over the glittering city of Aurelia, tinted, of course, to obscure you and this floor from those outside of Glockheed. Uh, there are a number of people here going about the end of their day, and as you guys exit out onto here, you hear a voice in the distance, so great you could come here and meet with me before the meeting. Uh, it's so nice to officially get acquainted, Jacques. And that's coming from, like, down the hall away from this main area. Likely, maybe, Angelica's new office. Mm -hmm. um, I think I message Ilu and say, did he say Montgomery Glockheed was Monty's in the meeting? Montes going to be at the meeting. Yes, I caught that, too. My God. Do you think that I should try and branch off for that quick lunch meeting with Angelica and see if she has anything to say about Monty? Yes, and maybe you can just, yeah, go right to her office, tap um, on the door, yeah. apologize for interrupting whatever she's... Just be like, wanted to see if I could slip in your lunch meeting and just chat for a few minutes. I know yeah. we spoke earlier. But I don't know who Jacques is and what if it's more important than her speaking with you? Well, I'll, I'll peek my head in and at least try to overhear what's going on. Uh, you see Derek, while you guys have been messaging, is kind of, you know, um, has led you up to the cafe and has ordered you guys some espressos. Um, is Did you want anything else? I can get you whatever you need. Oh, no. Um, I think I'm okay. This is great. Um, thank you for ordering all of these for everyone, but I know these guys have to oh. get going with their day, and I'd actually love to have a coffee with you. Uh, well... Okay, sure. Um, sits down at like the cafe bar, and you see um, Smite as Brent goes. I will. Um, I'll circle back with you later, sir. Yeah. Why don't I, you know, show Brent around the assistants' uh, lunch counter and such. That would be really um, helpful. Show Maybe the lockers. Lozenge. Find yes, me a lozenge. we'll get a hot tea or something. <laughs> and and maybe Philu, you can uh, show Jessica where she'll be for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, Jessica. You too. 
I was waiting. <laughs> Business, let's go. <laughs> the three of you begin to head off down the hallway towards where you heard Angelica's voice uh, as you continue to distract Derek Normanman. I message them and I, I say to them all, um, find out whatever you can. If you can get more info about this meeting, that would be ideal. You guys begin to walk down this fine. I mean, it's this whole building is obviously very well crafted and is very well taken care of. But this is clearly where the vast majority of money is being spent to furnish and make this space look beautiful and fancy, just in case any clientele come in. I think that Levitt is um, trying to obviously like keep putting on airs with Derek, uh, but also she is like nervous about uh, hearing Angelica's voice and knowing like the ice is very thin, mm -hmm. but also it's hard for her to not be up here in this executive suite, a place that she's never had access to before and not feel like in some way she's made it mm -hmm. up here. So I think that that is something that she's not even really listening to what Derek is saying. And Derek is just going on and on about how important his <laughs> job is here at the company, how he's constantly visiting all the floors to store anything and make, you know, make sure older, more, but, you know, secretive things don't get out and slip into the wrong hands. What's the most secret thing that you've put in the storage room? Oh, well, let me tell you. Um, and we kind of cut over to <laughs> Falou. <laughs> uh, Falou, you approach... Um, down the hallway where you heard Angelica's voice from, and you do see one of those foggy glass mm -hmm. uh, windows, frosted, if you will, with a golden plaque next to it that reads Angelica Celestana. Um, before we kind of meet the fog of the glass and would create a shadow, I'd like to just stop right um, before her door and, like listen to like the what the volume of the voice is if if it sounds like a wrap up of a meeting or if it's like super in process you begin to listen and already you begin to feel that it is in the middle of this meeting and you overhear if you want to give me a perception check yes. the two people talking and smite will give you the help action Wonderful. Ooh, double 16s um plus eight you see jessica chastain aka kittle kind of goes off a little bit from the area she knows she's not necessarily needed when it comes to infiltrating this meeting, she mm -hmm. wasn't getting called over. So she kind of pulls off and fiddles with the Scarlet Fang to kind of look like she's like on her, you know, like her Blackberry. Mm -hmm. Yes, Kittle, if you need to do anything to prepare for the schematic library, have all systems go. You got it. I'm going to spend a little time kind of reviewing the plan. Um, and she kind of steps off as Smite and you hold just a few feet from the meeting and you hear the two of them talking. This component S, where exactly does it like come from? In response, a familiar voice that sends a shiver down your spine. A voice you heard just one day before. It isn't appropriate to speak so publicly on such a confidential matter. Uh, whatever. We can chat, like, more <laughs> about it. You know, it's whatever. Like, like, I'm in charge of acquisition. I'm gonna have to know eventually. I understand that, Angelica, but... You never know. Someone could be listening. We should wait for the meeting. We can talk about it more then. Uh, well, maybe do you want a little more espresso? Ah, just one is enough. I don't need. I don't need to be too wired for the meeting. And it sounds like they're kind of going back and forth with her pressing him on various aspects of this. 
while also insisting that he drinks more espresso, as she calls it. <laughs> I'll give a knock at the door. You knock at the door. I grab Smite's uh, latte out of his, his espresso Whoa, out of espresso. his hands. Get lost, Brent. Fine. Um, I'm going to have him roll stealth check. Natural 18. That's great. Um, so he pulls back to go meet with Kittle as the door opens. And you see the blonde, beautiful Angelica Celestana smiling. Oh, you're that Fuklu guy, right? That's me. Oh, my God. Did we have our... Did I have a meeting schedule with you? Oh. oh, it's okay. You forgot. Yeah, I got a lot going on. She looks over her shoulder, and you see in this room, not a drow elf, but an elf. Clearly, this drow captain from the night before is disguising himself mm. to be, you know, walking in plain sight here. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I did have, you know, um, two coffees if you guys needed another espresso. I'm fine uh you see this um elf kind of looking at you a little suspicious angelica um, can i tempt you uh always give me that <laughs> snatches it out of your hands gulps it down in one shot you know a good assistant is always primed to take notes and i notice you don't have anyone in here if you wanted to test out my skills now i'm happy to come in jot a few things down and we could catch up after i thought you worked for levin ah uh, well Aren't we all always trying to move, you know, upwards? <laughs> Don't I know it. By the way, nice office. Thanks. It is a very beautiful office. It's massive, and it looks like she has already gotten, like, Hansel and Michelle, her friends, to help her decorate it. You see <laughs> photos and her diploma up and lots of indoor plants. You see how Ficus is in here. Uh, very, ex- A lot of money spent to furnish this place. Um, Gorgeous, Ficus. Give me a persuasion <laughs> or deception check okay. to try and convince her that. Well, I guess. I guess. Let's go with deception because you're kind of right. trying to mislead her. Here. Okay. Not twenty. <gasps> well, you know, Leva's gonna freaking freak when she finds out. But what she, you know, doesn't need to know yet. She doesn't need to know yet. Well, we're only meeting for like a few more minutes. It won't harm. Why don't you come on in? Oh, perfect test run. Close the door behind you. <laughs> I slam it in Smite's face. Smite, <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping as far back as he can to not loom a shadow, rolls his eyes and messages you. Are you just going to s- sit out this meeting? I'm, I'm just going to listen, and if I have to step out, I'll step out. Can I uh, message Philou? Uh, because I, I, we, when we walked in, we could hear Angelica, right? For so, sure. I mean, so, she, was, she was loud. So can it be can it be true like, that if she was she at the door? She doesn't need to know. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. You're so right. <laughs> she, can, it be, can it be true that, so, like, I am at the espresso bar hearing uh, her be like, well, what a loving thing about that. Give me a perception check. I'll say DC 15 to hear the parts of that conversation you want to hear. I think I got this. Yeah. You're a decent distance away, so let's let's say. Uh, what was it? Perception. Uh, that's exactly fifteen. <sighs> you do hear that Falu has essentially fake sold himself as the new assistant of Angelica. Falu, I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, I'm deep in character, Miss Jacques, as you learn his name is, uh, looks to Angelica and goes. Well, notices you writing <laughs> intensely. I do not feel comfortable talking out all the details for this, but Don't I... Don't mind me. I'm just, you know, taking notes. Right. 
Oh, hold on, let me roll an inside check. Oh my god. Because <gasps> he's not like me. Mm hmm. But I saw him too. I have chills and I'm nervous. But you, he doesn't necessarily know that you know this is him, right? Like he would right. have to suss that out from you as well. Definitely. I get, give me a deception check, I guess. That might be the best way to combat this insight of him recognizing you. Because okay. he rolled pretty decent on insight. Deception. There's no way I could um, do intimidation and kind of catch his eyes and give him a little glint. It's the same bonus for me, but I think Falu kind of like looks at him and narrows his eyes a little bit. You absolutely can flavor this as intimidation. Because <laughs> that, w I mean, it changes the effect of a failure or success here. So All go right, right ahead. 17. Intimidate in not in a physical way, but intimidate in a, uh, like a, oh, you recognize me? Well, I recognize you too. Like a, we're both in blackmail yeah. here, kind not of. Not hiding that you definitely recognize mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Deception would have kind of thrown him off your trail, but with intimidation, you match his eyes and he immediately recognizes you. And I think that, I'll say that with that 17, you 100% get across that you recognize who he is as well. And he goes, <clears throat> staring at you for a moment. Angelica goes, What's going on here? Why is everyone looking at each other? Why isn't anyone looking at me? And you see, um, Jacques goes, Without spoiling the meeting too much, I can say that you will be key in selecting the resources essential to constructing Component S. And looks to you and goes, There might even be some use for you. You said your name was... Flu. Flu. And Duvet. And Duvet. And sorry, Jacques, what was it? Dread respite. Hmm. He looks Charmed. to you. Well, eh. Except we can't be, right? Because we're elves. <laughs> <laughs> Little yes. elf humor, Angelica, we... don't mind me. Oh, uh, right. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> so, if there's nothing, if you're not going to tell me anything else, then, uh. <sighs> Do you want to just hang out? Jacques goes. I think I am needed elsewhere, actually. Um, eyes on you, Falu, rises from his chair. This was wonderful to meet beforehand. Uh, I look forward to our continued relationship here. Angelica, thanks for meeting with me. Oh my god, thanks for meeting with me. I slide over, the, somehow I've written a page of notes from all of that, which is <laughs> just him Furrow! <laughs> he takes oat milk. <laughs> You you have these these insights that no one could know except for Falu. Uh, sliding over, she goes, wow, really thorough. Falu, let's meet again tomorrow morning. You can talk maybe about the details of your future here at Clockin. I'd love that. And you know, Angelica, if I could be candid, I know that uh, I'm potentially jumping ship a little bit here. I have to say, uh, Miss Levitt is a very fair employer, and um, I really do think after working with her that she's a big fan of your work. I think you can open up to her. I know there's some competition there because you're both such girl boss, badass, CEOs, head bitches in charge. Yes. But think is. about it. Yes. If you guys could, I mean, what's too unstoppable forces against an immovable object. Give me an insight check. Okay. Mm, 23. You sense there's something there when you're talking about Levitt and talking about them potentially being on the same side in a lot of ways. Um, she goes, 
Yeah, in a dream world. We'll talk later. Enjoy the espresso. She sips. Amazing! Where's my sugar, though? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's supposed to be freezing, to right? <laughs> um, you and this elf, Jacques, exit out of After the you, office. Jacques. Thank you. And you step out into the hallway. And there's a moment as the door closes, he looks to you. I do not know what you're doing here. But by the end of this, I know where you will be going. Floor four, filing paperwork? Sure. Feel free to come to floor 100 at 5 p.m. I will let them know you're coming. Thanks for the invite, Shock. Do not thank me. And then turns and walks away down the hall. What the hell was that? Should we tell him? Yeah, we, we can do that. Um, I think that's someone who works for Company O. Uh, Smite, like, s- squints looking down the hallway. It's possible. Did you see any tattoos? They often have tattoos. No tattoos, but we saw... Uh, well, I heard his voice in the sewer. I think that he's disguised himself to, you know, look not like he looks. You see Smite putting a hand on his cloak. He is disguised, so he's managing to hide his sword underneath his, like, jacket. But he, you can tell that he's already thinking about, like, running after this guy before Kittle puts a hand on his arm and goes, On second thought, we don't have a lot of time here. It might be better for us to make our way to the schematic library. Let's meet up with Levitt. Sounds good. The three of you head back to find... Derek Norman and Levitt Maycare chatting it up. He has not stopped talking this entire time, Levitt. You've actually had a very similar experience to, I'm sure, plenty of people on dates where one person is maybe being a little over-sherry and talking a lot. It, it helps that the charm is there. You know um, all about his half-siblings. Yes, he's told you deeply about his family and his aspirations. And um, as he's finishing up, you see your allies approaching. What do you do? How do you want to greet them? Has he at any point, like, mentioned uh, ever having to be on the schematic library floor? Um, yeah, if you ask him that, he goes, oh, yeah, I mean, I've had to be there before. Usually when I head there, though, I, I have, you know, you know, Mr. Mister Maycare. And he kind of looks to you and thinks for a moment, but lets it go, the name similarity. Usually he's there with me because he needs to use his password and um, face ID to get in. Oh, that's interesting. So in order to enter the schematics library, you need to... Yeah, there's a password, and he he needs to use his ID, like his face, to go through the scanner. Yeah. Right. Of course. Do I see them, my friends, coming in? Yeah, they, uh, at this point, they approach from, you know, they're like 10 feet away. I put empty cups on the counter. (laughs) You see Bylai there. Thank you so much. Oh, Bylai, you're everywhere. You know, I'm working here full time now. Yeah, yeah, they got me moving... Up and down. Guys, he just told me that my father, in order to enter the schematics library, we need my father's face and a password. So we just need the password. Yeah, exactly. Um, because Why did you just casually ask him? Just go, what's the password? <laughs> he loves you. You're absolutely right. Why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant, Falu. Honestly, Throw you... Throw him off with blunt honesty. You, you, know? are, you are excellent. <laughs> you are so good. Quickly, quickly, before the conversation um, So you accompany my father each time he enters the room? Um, not, go, not each time, but any time that they've needed me there. How often does he go in, do you 
think? Uh, not very frequently. I, we went like a few months ago just oh. to drop off some information. Oh, do, are, do, are there people that work inside? Um, no, it's just the librarian. Just the librarian. You know, the, 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 the hub. Basically. I can't believe it's so, I mean, it's just blueprints, right? Blueprints, um, employee so... files, you know, oh, you know, I documents. See. It's where we store the vast majority of ho- like the backup information. It's he looks around a little bit and goes, even though we have the you know the majority of paperwork on files throughout the admin floors, we keep some tabs on people to make sure you know we for background checks if you know what I mean. Interesting we just files on people. I think when he gets closer to whisper that to me, I get closer to him, and I, I'm whispering to him, too, and I put my hand on his knee. It's getting flirty, folks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What's the password? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if I should. I, I mean... We all pretend like we're not looking. (laughs) Everyone's looking away at this moment. I think I like, Um, I think, you know, Nivar is my father. And I think I just. You're revealing this to him. I just, you know, I want to know if the password is like my name and my birthday or something. (laughs) It's your father? I'll tell you because like, you know, we're, I feel like we're getting to know each other. and Yeah. Like, obviously, like, you know, I like put my, brush my hair behind my ear. I don't want this to be the last time we get to know each other. Um, so I feel comfortable telling you something like that. Yeah. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. The DC is 25. I'll make a lot of background noises by clanging espresso cups and spoons Please together. don't touch those while I'm trying to keep you from touching things. Please. No, please. I just you cleaned those. Perception? Um, I said persuasion. Persuasion. Okay. 26. 26. He looks at you and goes, it's it's not your name. I've only, I'm sorry. and I, oh. I'm sorry. I, I, I look sad and dejected. No, listen, it's, look, I've only seen it over his shoulder, so I could be wrong, but I think it was rising tide. You know, it's like that saying he always says. A rising tide. Raises all, all ships. ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That rage grows inside. Are you okay? Levid. Oh yeah, I'm fine. Um, and oh, uh, what time is it? I feel like I've, I I feel like I should be getting back to work now. Um, really? Do you have to go? Where do you want me to go? I I don't know. I was thinking we could. Um, I mean, what time is it? What time's? Yeah, what time is it? I guess I do have this meeting. Oh, it's um, it's like three. We're getting closer to like three fifteen now. Meetings in an hour and forty-five. I, yeah, I do need time to look through my notes. Um, Falu, my assistant, has them with with him now. But um, anyway, I just I know you have to get going. But um, thank you so much for spending time with me and for helping me back in the storage room, and really appreciate it. And I I pull my arms out for like hug, and, and I want to lift his ID. <gasps> Okay, he goes and embraces you fully. Give me a sleight of hand check. Can, uh, can I try and help? How would you like to help in this moment? Can I send, like, seeing uh, 
leopard's like hands like reaching around the back if his ID is on one of those like um retractable kind of things just like lift it up so that leopard can like snip the wire and, and it. I want to I want to I want to swap it with mine because I want like you want to not like show that there's a difference there essentially exa- like, I, I don't, don't want notice to... the fact that something's missing he's gonna have to get in an elevator and hit uh like use his ID so yeah. I don't want him to like you know. Yeah. It'll glitch because he won't be able to if he's trying to go to higher Get floors. That is, floor. but if he's going lower, he then wouldn't it would be. be fine. He wouldn't right? be. So you uh, give me that sleight of hand check, and yes, you can help a bit roll with advantage because okay. it's pretty funny to think of you invisible mage hand like holding things in place and helping with the swap. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Uh, the first one was a seven, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, what's the DC? I didn't tell you. <laughs> it is a thirteen. You pull back. The ID is successfully switched. He did not know his passive perception is 10. Amazing. Wow. It's usually pretty low for commoners. Yeah, it's a commoner. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's, in, he's in love with you and you just hugged him. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, thanks for he the thinks help. that you're touching his ass. My, my <laughs> passive perception drops to zero when I'm hugged by someone I love, you know? So um, he, someone I love, I don't know who though. Um, <laughs> Shut up, guys. Trying to hide the relationship from the people. Try not to hide. Oh, okay. So you slip this idea off him and he goes, okay, well, um, how do I call you? Uh, here's my speaking zone number. Thank you. And I like, uh, I grab his hand and I say Falu pen and I just put my hand over my shoulder. I grab it from Brent's, uh, shirt pocket. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It slips out. So I grab his hand and I write it on his hand. All right. You write out the speaking zone number. I have a question. There is no language about, like, what the person thinks after the filter of love expires. So, like, in an hour, I'm just wondering if he, if it's, like, friends where it's, like, they realize afterwards or, like. I think it's probably more akin to charm person, but I think that because there's no language, I would assume that it's kind of more like. That they don't realize. Yeah, that you wouldn't realize. It's kind of like you, I mean sometimes if you you know when you've had a crush maybe in the past you've seen them the feelings well up when you're with them and slowly you know get less intense as he you... gets like post nut clarity yeah <laughs> later he's oh, like god why did i tell her the password yeah i think that he might start feeling a little nervous about that but he definitely will at least be I mean, love it's pretty hot too hopefully you know? he'll be too afraid of getting fired that he won't say anything yeah. i just want to make sure you didn't run and be like um i was bamboozled <laughs> after i finish writing my number on his hand i hold it and i say you won't tell anyone about my father will you <sighs> promise i promise i won't and you won't tell anyone that you know of all the stuff i told you absolutely not <sighs> our little secret mm-hmm. farewell and then let's go of your hand. Falu uh, and Smite are both pretending to throw up. <laughs> yeah. So Smite pats the blade on his chest and goes, I wish I could use this on myself right I now. I have indigestion from the espresso. He, he's walked away. Yes, at this point he walks away and you see the elevator ding. You know, there's multiple. So he Shut the fuck up. Leaves. Shut the fuck up. Laying it on Just thick, sh- Shut the very, fuck up. Very, thick. Everybody, shut the fuck up. Thanks for the lozenge pit. I, had, I, I couldn't remember what Brent's oh, yes. voice sounded like. That's the best work that's been done in the last 20 minutes. The lozenge bit. Well, 
Falou also managed to listen in on a little meeting with Angelica and found out some very interesting intel, didn't you, Falou? Yes, I feel uh, levid and Kittle and everyone who didn't hear it um, very quickly. Are we messaging? Yes. Yes, and I'll assume you guys head away from the cafe bar so it's not like yeah, we're standing taking a stroll line. looking out at the skyline mm-hmm. by the window. Do you we, guys, can we do, do a perception check to see if like anyone is like either watching us or has noticed us out there? I'd want to keep a low profile. Sure, give me a perception check. Yeah, cool. and I want to look. Are the leviators busy right now? Um, they are as busy as they are in a regular like day to day. So they're not always constantly going up and down. But you do see there's there's several moving. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. You look around you. You don't see any of the elite guards tailing you, and those would be the major threats. You think. Other than a scry eye catching you on camera, you should be fine. And the reality is, is that even though you've been caught on scry eyes, you're high enough in management as Levin that it's not crazy to see that you're on an unauthorized floor. They might be like, someone must have given her some sort of like temporary pass or something. Mm -hmm. Someone might be like calling for her and they just didn't tell us, you know. So I think that you're on their radar, but they're not necessarily like, we need to go stop Levitt, who is a perfectly well-liked employee who mm-hmm. happens to be on a floor that, you know, she's normally yeah, not allowed on. Mm-hmm. So, um, Smite is Brent still. Still Brent. We've got Jessica Chastain. Correct. Me and Falou. Yes. So, you're looking out. You guys inspect this glorious city. It's sparkling as the sun begins to head towards the western horizon. <sighs> Rising tide. If we have to... Well, I'm just saying... If it goes awry and we have to, I don't know, leave the city or something, we're stopping and getting my fish first. No question. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, listen, I, there's lots of That's ways. I, you're welcome. We have lots of means of evacuating people from the city. I have a network of individuals below the city, not affiliated with the company O, working against them, actually. Um... And we are evacuating folks from the city through, um, and he kind of nervously looks around, um, magical means. So, our plan going forward, Miss Medcare, I... Excellent job on the password. Sorry, Sorry. it's not your name, though. What? What? What are you... I think Levin was zoning out uh, while you guys were talking about that. It's a nice view. Yes. Isn't it? There are probably others like it. And places where, um, you know, component S's and people. Yes, um, that has not escaped me. Um, anyway, sorry, what was, uh, your, your, you were saying the password, yes. So, up to the schematic library, and then, um, I'm worried that they want to, um, bring me to their meeting and, uh, turn me into a microchip. <laughs> um... Jack had a threatening vibe. Yes, I would be worried for that reason as well. I think maybe if you are willing to go into that meeting, mm-hmm. that perhaps Smite can accompany you mm. um, invisibly. Right. And um, I can make someone invisible. Perfect. And Kittle and I can go together. Wait, I need Smite as Brent, and because I need to. Right. I need to be my father. I don't have the... Oh, I guess I could drink that Red Bull now. I can disguise myself multiple times. He gestures to the ring. If you want, I, yeah. I can be your father. 
And also you can as you well. Said, what did you just but say? Kittle needs to get <laughs> to like the that. schematic library. Correct. We need right. to disguise ourselves to get through the facial scan, and right. then Kittle has to be with us as well. Honestly, we all should be it, together for it. It if seems being like I look at Kittle and and Smite, and I say, "You well, you know the password, and you have the the access, so you could go, and I could go with Philu." I think we should all go to the schematic library because Kittle's going to be indisposed, mm. mostly, and then Smite, well, Smite would be able to bash his way out of there if something happened, mm. but... Um, You're right. You're right. You might need your expertise. And then from there, I think we still have some time. After there, you know, maybe I could... I know, you know, we'll have what we need at that point, but I am really curious what's happening in this meeting. Yeah. And of course, we could also, I'm not sure what type of investors will be there. Maybe they already know everything, but we could really blow this whole thing up. We could, yes. That's a good plan. What if there are people there putting their money into this and they don't know Component S's people? <sighs> what if they don't care? We could print a, 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 a company-wide memo. I mean... If enough people know, they have to care, right? At least some of them will, like we do. You see Smite is kind of looking around, keeping watch while you two are having this quiet conversation, your reflections in the golden glass that overlooks the city of Aurelia. <sighs> I think that let's start with the schematic library, and if we can, I can help get you guys into that meeting. And I definitely can fuck some shit up. And well, I'm in already. <laughs> I've practically got a job lined up. So, I mean, we might as well at this Congratulations, point. Congratulations, Philip. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not going to take it up. It's not my kind of employer. She's not worth it. I can tell right away. It doesn't, it's not, doesn't matter to me. I guess I'm out of here after this. There's a certain kind of voice that you really can't bear to hear at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, and it's Angelica's. That's true. That's true. Not wrong. Not wrong. So are you guys going to head up now to the schematic library? Yeah. yeah. Smite goes, if you want me or if you want Kittle to be your father, then we can go to the bathroom and do a quick change. I think it would need to be you, Smite. Not that I have any desire for you personally oh to be my, my daddy. This but is, oh it's getting God. weird. <laughs> God, Levitt, why? Because <laughs> I, I like to see you squirm. That's Let's why. just go. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and change. You see, Smite heads off to the bathroom. He's cute when he squirms. <laughs> Doesn't he? It's true. It's Isn't true. It? His best moments are when he's uh, when he's kind of uncomfortable or off his edge. You know, He's got a big character, and so when you kind of you knock him off his axis a little bit, you get to see the true the true Smite. Um, and after a few the moments, the smite altrui. The smite altrui. <laughs> do we all do a little like? <laughs> you all do that. Gay together. little guns. <laughs> Gay little guns. Gay. Um, as smite approaches, looking like CEO Navarre, you see people are watching him as he walks through. He knew he was gonna draw some attention, so he's trying to hold himself. And he goes, "Well, um, I don't know what the hell that was, but do you guys want to get going?" <laughs> looking at your hands all wiggling in the middle. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, sir. Let's, let's go. I have some things I'd like to show you. Yes, I need everyone with me as I go up to my office. Yes, Come here. Yes, Mr. Maker. Yes, Mr. Maker. <laughs> everyone nervously looking at each other as you guys head towards the Olivier Jessica, what did you think of last week's numbers? They were very, very 
amazing. I Super loved high. the numbers. Loved the numbers. Yes, the numbers. I'm very impressed by the Zero? numbers. Zero? Great number. Great number, ten? but not good as one. Even one better is number. Even, oh, ten. Amazing number. We've um, had... You guys head into the elevators <laughs> and the doors ding, close behind you as you begin to head up just one more floor to the schematic library. The doors of the elevator open and you stand before a near-empty gold stone room with a single door opposite you. This massive metal circular barrier between you and whatever this schematic library is beyond it. The server room is literally hidden inside of a vault. And aside from the scry eye above said door, there doesn't seem to be any active security, as you guys had heard. Next to the vault door and beneath the scry eye, you see that keypad and screen, which kind of glows with a light yellowish hue, as well as a small speaker. This is clearly where Mr. Maycare would put his face and speak the password or type it in as you look at there. Um, how do you guys want to approach? Like you have a second before you enter into the floor and slash these elevator doors close um can i cast detect magic so that i have it up for the next kind of 10 minutes yes you immediately detect that um this door is sealed with some sort of evocation magic you sense like intense evocation coming from beyond it essentially it's kind of like evocation magic is the equivalent of being like you sense electricity in the walls right, right. it's, it's like, like you sent this like melee magic it's it's power okay, it is okay. in in essence it is power it is energy like the server room oh, itself okay. so you yeah i think that you kind of got you're like this door and the fact that it's connected to this like keypad and this camera and everything it's like the thing that connects the electricity is some sort of evocation magic it's not like it's gonna explode on you but you recognize you're like oh this whole thing is generating a lot of power big power bank in there guys mm -hmm. You looking clearly, you do see that there are like glyphs that connect everything on the door. It's like once you enter in the password, they must all shift into place and unlock. Do we think someone is just like watching this screen uh, of, from the scry eye all the time on the security floor? I have a feeling that that might be the case. I was wondering if I should be casting a fog cloud. Well, I think that if you're all here with me and um, smite as Navar looks to you and smiles, trying to put on the airs. We should just be able to walk in and try and like play it up. That's but true. we shouldn't, if anything, we should just make sure we don't do anything very suspicious while we're here. Cover enough just for a sort of exploratory. Right. Sure. Let's look, uh, let's move our hands as if we are. Um, <laughs> Asking questions. How does it all work, Mr. Well, <laughs> you'll see, and walks into the floor, leading you guys. In, it's literally like a 10 by 10 space. This, this fucking vault door takes up most of the opposite wall. And as you approach, Smite um, kind of looks to you, Levid, mouthing, rising tide to you, like to acknowledge the password. Yes. Derek didn't say, like, X, uh, which capitals, and if that matters. Did no, he, he didn't. Okay. I would just do capital R, rising, capital T, tide, all one word. Smite approaches the monitor that is inset into the wall here, leaning close to it to type rising, tide. Try, no capital letters. All lowercase at first. Okay. He tries. It's not secure. He tries all lowercase letters and it <laughs> flashes and says two tries left. Taking a moment, I seem to have misplaced the password. I know it perfectly, but for some reason, I couldn't remember it that first time. Here I go a second time to type it normally. Okay, um, maybe rising, rye, I, rising, I, <gasps> I. 
rising with the word I. I was going to say, but have we seen any kind of Omni Malum, like, I thing or anything? But maybe he just is a part of this organization. I know, I'm asking because I'm asking, we do, do we know about there being an I involved at all in Company O? Just wondering <gasps> if we would have any reason to be like... Yeah, when we were fighting the guys in the subway, we saw his tattoo. Oh, yes, you definitely saw, they were wearing, like, gear that had the Omni Malum cycloptic smiley on it. You were right, Miss Maycare. There was that strange eye on their armor. Maybe the eye zing tied. Or maybe rising tied. Oh, rise. We have two tries, guys. I can't stand in front of this thing for for a long time. Which one do I do first? Take a deep breath. I think try rising. But just the one? Because it just feels like. Try it with both. Just try it with both. What Miss Nightcare says. As the door begins to creak open. (laughs) Very good. You guys, I mean, you could have gotten it. You would have still been chancing it. But though described as a library, it is unlike anything either of you have ever seen or ever been in. From where you're standing, which is, I assume, you know, like haven't stepped in, but holding right outside of the vault door, you see that there is a strange, eerie, reddish light bathing the entire room. Glyphs lie in various circuits and long pipes that funnel coolant through this chilled room. And the temperature is noticeably lower here. It is easily close to freezing, probably a few degrees above to make sure that the coolant can get through, but it's very, very cool in here. Um, it's super cool in here. It's like, this place chill. looks sick. <laughs> um, you guys see um, pylons that glow with arcane power rising up and then hissing as coolant rushes to them, allowing them to settle down and slide back into space. I don't know what a pylon is. It is kind of a, like, oh, cylinder no. that rises up and down. The most distinct structure is this 15-foot-tall, 10-foot-wide metallic pillar at the end of the room, which, at the top seems to contain a strange sort of device of sorts. It it almost looks like a massive metal brain. Uh, And at the top, there is a a rusty red stone, diamond-shaped, lodged into like the center where the two hemispheres of a brain would meet. At the base of this wide platform pillar is a console with a control panel, screen, and keypad at arm's level, the access terminal to work with the schematic library. Smite is awestruck looking around as Navarre, of course, and goes, it's like internet, but bigger. Kittle rolls her eyes. Bigger isn't always better, Smite. This is just a glorified file cabinet. Internet is sleek, refined, intelligent, more than just a place to store knowledge, a person whose knowledge grows. And you see her red fang glows and hear the robotic voice again. We are totally different. How dare you, bestie? Smite bows his head. I am so sorry. I, it's just, it's big and it's metal, like Internet Prime, and... Let's stay focused. Well, I smell something. It smells weird in here. Yes, what's my detect magic doing also? Heavy evocation magic coming from right in front of you, from this machine. But no kind of, like, trip wires on the ground, like... No sort of abjuration. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, I think that anyone who's getting up here, they... Yeah, they're they're not putting this much security in because they're like, well, the only way someone could get there is if they're supposed to be there. Can I see any other scry eyes inside here? No, you don't see any scry eyes in here. You see Kittle enters into the space, walking past Smite and begins to approach the console, um, removing Interneb from her ear. 
All right, Internet, time to literally hack into the mainframe. Um, you guys just keep watch. We should be good if you want. I mean, we can close the door if we want. Do we think there's any kind of alarm that's going to sound or anything when we touch this thing? Um, I would like to... Can I... I know we had like done a check about like what kind of magic. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I can perceive that we should be like dispelling or something that I can do that's helpful. I want to make sure that she has like everything she needs. Give me a perception or arcana check. Do you need a boost, Kittle? I think I think I got it reaching up to the <laughs> keyboard. It's a little high, but I can see the screen. 16. 16. You look around the space. You see several of the coolant tubes coming straight from the central like pylon with the brain on top, schematic library itself, kind of dip into the ground before you. Mm -hmm. And they look slightly different than the other coolant pipes. Mm -hmm. And I think that though you don't really, there's no traps, you don't see anything. Again, like this, at this point, this is their hub. They're like, anybody who's in here should be in here. And also you have to be really fucking smart to work with this machine. So odds are, if anyone did break in here, you know, know they wouldn't know what to do and mm -hmm. we'd be able to get them in time. But I think you do recognize there is a ton of arcane power here. Mm -hmm. Dispel magic, if you were like, is there things I could dispel at some point? No traps, but this machine is definitely powered by magic. It might be hard to, but certainly seems mm -hmm. potentially possible to stifle said magic. Falu, do you have that um, ice potion or do I have that? You, you have, have that. I have it. Um, it's just potion of ice breath. Yeah, literally just allows you to do, like, to breathe ice breath as a, um, I think it's a bonus action. Ooh, if we froze up these pipes, would that explode the entire library, Kittle? I don't know, actually. Um, it depends on where these pipes lead to. Um, it's funneling coolant, so I guess if you freeze it, then that could potentially block coolant from getting to it. Right. So, you know, it might might eventually lead to some sort of incident for sure i was just i guess i was trying to suss out like if it got hot for whatever reason if i had that on mm, like in smart, my back pocket smart. to like cool it down to get what we need to get done done i think maybe um after we input the information that needs to be input perhaps we don't try and destroy anything no and i don't think so either yeah guys uh i know that this is the moment uh thank you uh smite for and kittle for showing us this atrocity really and thank you for trusting for trusting me and trusting falu i know you know just meant falu but i appreciate that you guys have been so receptive and so understanding and so helpful truly we could not have done this without you and I want to just give everyone bardic inspiration. Okay, mark off uh, three bardics. Which I think you did, you guys technically took a short rest while you were waiting for uh, Derek, as you found out. Um, so you you have your bardics once more. Thank you, Miss Maycare. It has been so wonderful working for you for just the day. <laughs> Best day of work ever. That's sweet, Philip. Appreciate that. As you guys have this conversation, you watch as Kittle inserts this Scarlet Fang, the USB-esque device containing Interneb, into a port along the side of the console, and you watch as the lights of this machine activate as if it has been awoken from some sort of sleep mode, illuminating the words, the librarian is in on the wall. 
The library is open. RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Get ready to read. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Your gnomish ally pauses, looking at you guys and giving a cautious thumbs up, and then begins to type rapidly. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right. This this is a little bit more complex than I thought. Uh, the comparison to internet actually is not totally unjustified. Uh, though this is definitely different. It lacks personality, but feels... Well, I mean, you can see how much power it's giving off. It's crazy. It still shouldn't take too long. I have no doubts that Internet will be able to get these plans in so we can install the Awakening Protocol. You guys watch as she continues to type rapidly, making good progress. She manages to get into the console, and she's looking through files, trying to find something. Oh, here it is. And here we go. Just going to start the upload. And, and as she clicks it, you watch as all of the lights burn bright red and these unseen glyphs throughout the space begin to light up. She goes, um, and then you hear unknown software detected. Kittle immediately looks a bit panicked. Okay, so it turns out they may have had a few <laughs> firewalls in place. Kittle. A strange grinding noise begins to come from the machine. I need everyone to roll initiative. Okay, I should have cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to say, can I make sure the door is locked behind us? Smite at some point had said, or I think Kittle had said, you guys can close the door behind me. So okay. I'll say that Smite at some point pulled the vault closed. I wanted to make sure the same thing that happened in the last room <laughs> didn't happen in this room, but I didn't want to be like, oh my gosh, shut the door. <laughs> I used my whole action to run to the door and shut it. Um, 15. 15. So... Every round that she can, Kittle is going to be attempting to kind of hack this system, circumvent the firewall, so to speak, um, and she will be basically making a competing intelligence check against this machine. Three successes means that she has essentially inserted the plans and wrote into the code that this machine will accept that this plan is okay. You know, this is this is your computer lighting up after you plugged in a mystery USB. She's just trying to make sure that it doesn't alert anyone. Up first is going to be the lair action. The librarian now awakened. The machinery around the room just begins to come to life. The pipes that you saw had, uh, had bent down into the ground begin to pull out and look to be these long mechanical tentacles that kind of wind up almost like massive snakes above you. Is this what you were smelling? Um, I think so. And you see that Smite's eyes are directly on the crystal. And as you guys have this brief interaction, you suddenly feel a strange pushing feeling, uh, pressure, intense, nothing like you've ever felt before, shoving you back. Everybody roll a con save. Mm. 16. 7. Anybody who rolled below an 18, unfortunately, is launched 15 feet backwards and thrown into the wall as there is a pulse of evocation magic, and you all take... 13 damage as you collide into the wall and slide to the ground. Smite manages to hold place and avoids damage. Kittle um, is also blasted mm. back and is going to take that full 13. She's going to have to use her movement to run back. Up next after the lair action is Falu. Falu, you pushing yourself off the ground, head dazed. You see Kittle is scrambling up and already trying to run back to the console. I can fix this. I can fix this. What do you want to do? Can I use my action to just, like, toss Kittle up there faster? Give me an athletics check. See if you can kind of give her an extra boost. Just, like, yeet her back up onto the brain. Yeet. Uh, seven. Seven. I mean, she's... Oh, wait. I have, um, Bardic. Uh, I won't use it. 
With the seven, I mean, I'll say that's your action. You have a bonus action. Okay. Do um, I'll hide from the tentacles for now because that's okay. what I do best. Yes. I'll say that using the moving pylons that are coming up and down and still getting cooled by the various coolant in here, you begin to slide behind them and trying to follow their pattern so you can avoid being seen by whatever this creature is. Um, give me a stealth check. As, and I'll say that though you didn't manage to hurl Kittle, you did help her to her feet. She won't have to use her movement. She won't lose half her movement to get back there. 31. You feel pretty hidden as you continue to dodge back and forth between the moving parts here, staying just out of view of whatever this machine is trying to do. Up next is going to be another lair action. One of these tentacles is gonna lash out at Smite. 15 plus a seven to hit, that is a 22. Even though he has shield, that would literally bring him to a 22. So you see he just b grins and bears as this tentacle smashes into him, trying to push him back. He's gonna take some damage. Um, and you see also at this point, the disguise from him just like flat out drops because he's so in the mode. He's not focusing on it anymore. 18 damage to Smite um, as this tentacle hits him and he literally is hit the stomach goes, oh! and he grabs onto it um, and is like wriggling, trying to hold it so it doesn't go anywhere else, but it continues to like smash at him. Okay, hurry up, Kittle! Uh, that is his turn. It is now going to be Levitt's turn. I think I cast Blade Ward on myself, which um, will be resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage, which I think would be bludgeoning is what for sure this looks at least yeah it looks like that would be a great move in terms of reducing the damage great and uh that would be my only action that's your action correct but you still have your movement and your bonus action i think levitt is thinking about like this red gem at the top i guess i'm trying to figure out if if i can, yeah if i can dislodge it that will help us or hurt us you used your action to cast Blade Ward, but as you run up to it, why don't you give me, I guess, an Arcana check? See if you can gleam anything new about whatever this this power source is. Yeah, it's only a six. The six, I mean, part of you thinks per perhaps disrupting that, like, you know, rusty redstone could do something, but you again, you're not sure if it would be good or bad. Um, part of you does think that it would be good because it would be shutting it off, but part of you thinks it'd be bad because if you shut off the power source for a building, then people would definitely notice. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, might be a, a plan to do, but not sure if it'll work. Am I able to cast Unsettling Words as a bonus action I on this thing? That's, hmm, what is the language for Unsettling Words? As a bonus action, you can expend one use of your Bardic Inspiration and choose one creature you can see within 60 feet. Minus D10. Technically, creatures, constructs are creatures, I think. So uh, at least we've ruled that way in the past. So yeah, I'll say that if you want to use your bonus action to cuss out this machine. <laughs> this fucking thing. That is hurtful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all splashing at the old espresso. <laughs> Did it just talk to me? This is an auto response. That is your turn, Levid. It is now going to be Kittle. She is going to use her movement to go all the way back to the machine. Go, Kittle, go. Um, she rushes forward, runs in front of it, and is going to make an opposed intelligence check. Why don't one of you roll for her? She's going to add five to this, uh, and I will roll for this strange machine. This is going to be like library. Seventeen plus five. With a natural one on its first opposing <laughs> intelligence check, she gets one success, and you see, she goes, "Oh, there we go, gleaming the cube." 
um, continues to hack. Gleaming the Cube? Yeah, baby. Is that something that hackers say? <laughs> That's something. That, Gleaming the Cube was a famous hacking movie, I believe. Anyways, <laughs> at initiative 10 is finally the real turn of the librarian. Now fully active and on the defensive, you see power surges through this room. Some of the tubes have been, again, kind of shifting up into these tentacles, focusing on you guys. Seems like there's five tentacles total, um, plus this major, like, main head. It is going to do its arcane blast. There's another burst of evocation magic. Uh, everybody give me intelligence saving throws. Feels good. Natural 20. Natural 20. Plus Ooh, six. Pass. Blue kind of squinting from the shadows and looking at Kittle's hands and being like, maybe a computer science degree. <laughs> <laughs> I got a nine. Smite is gonna use his bardic from you, which with that will thankfully allow him to save. You feel suddenly this psychic blast of evocation magic burst through you. You're all racked with pain. Everybody is going to take 21 damage to everyone who failed. So that's you, and then I'm gonna roll for Kittle. She saves. Okay, so just you are going to take it's 21 psychic damage. damage. Psychic damage. Okay, I'm down to 29 hit points. Woof. You are all feeling this psychic blast. Um, anybody who passed is going to take half of 21, so you'll take 10 damage. Okay. Um, no not 20 saves in this household. Well. We do it in our home games, but I understand if you think the commentaries will get on. Have we done it for Zola? I can't remember. Mm, I think that we have, but it's okay if uh, in the cruel world of business things are I think in the cruel world of business... I take 10. You take 10 damage. And unfortunately, Levitt, you are actually going to be stunned. Mm, No. So stunned means that you are incapacitated. Can't move. You you can only speak falteringly. Um, You fail strength and dex saves. That's not coming into play, so don't worry. And attacks on you have advantage. But next, after your end of your next turn, you will be fine. And I'll tell you right now, this is an attack that needs to recharge. So you can't just be doing this every single turn. Mm -hmm. Miss Maker, Miss Maker, are you okay? You feel... (laughs) Paralyzed, your head shaking, your vision blurry. You see, Smite looks to you and goes, Levitt! It's the 2 p.m. sleepies. She's getting fatigued. <laughs> Smite, um, having just barely saved thanks to your bardic, is going to rush over to you and he is going to cure you. He is going to use his ASMR ability. Yes, first time ever I'm revealing this, he is an ASMR. He is going to use his healing hands ability. Automatically gives you 15 hit points. Whoa. So you are that previous damage healed. And he, he literally grabs you. See, his hands glow with this, this beautiful, almost periwinkle, like light, divine magic. And he goes, wake up, wake up. He's trying to shake you out of it. Um, I miss your hands on me. <laughs> what? Whoa. <laughs> um, that God, is... tell me about it. <laughs> oh, my God, gang. Okay, um, and as a bonus action... <laughs> a bonus action, he just looks confusedly at his two new friends. Um, okay, I'm gonna say... As a bonus action, he takes a breath and goes, Mr. be with me. Um, and he is going to regain a spell slot. Nice. Okay, so that is going to be Smite's turn, and now the final lair action of the round is going to fling a tentacle out at Levid now that she is paralyzed. But I also have Blade Ward on, so... So you will take half damage. Wasn't she cured from being paralyzed? Uh, no, she was oh, um, just he given Oh, just cured. Gotcha, gotcha. I um, thought he was curing her. 
Unfortunately, he does not have, I believe, greater restoration which is required <laughs> for stun. Um, so, okay, would have missed with a nat 1, but with advantage because if stunned is going to get a total of 21 is going to hit you, I believe, Levin. 19, half to 8. So you feel this thing collide into you, Smite kind of trying to shield you from it, but it, it ultimately hits you and kind of knocks him, the two of you apart. You stumble, um, still your balance is totally off right now. That is its round, top of the round, another lair action. You see it's alarms begin to start going off, requesting IT assistance as it tries to cast sending mm. to alert someone. Does, I, can I, I can't cast anything. Smite is going to counterspell. Okay, nice. So um, so that will use one of his thirds. I can't do this all day, but might as well keep <laughs> it from calling. Um, and now it is going to be Falou's turn once more. All right. I'm hidden, yes, or did I come out of hiding when I took the psychic damage? You are still hidden. Beautiful. I will cast Enlarge Reduce. It has disadvantage on the save because I am hidden. Is, uh, is there any size limitations for... <clears throat> reduce. As a creature, you see, choose either a creature or an object that is neither worn nor carried. If the target is unwilling, it can make a constitution saving throw. If the target is a creature, everything it is wearing and carrying changes sizes with it. Any item. There is no... Um, Doesn't say a size limitation. There is no limit. It's just that it goes down. So, like, if it's huge, then it'll just become what's underneath that. Yes, I would say that this is huge. It'll go to large. Okay. Um, Okay, so I will roll with disadvantage. Uh, What is the type of save? It is a constitution 14 save. And again, it has disadvantage because of my... um, uh, magical ambush. Magical ambush. Okay. And, can, and does my unsettling words apply to this now? That was your. Bo- that correct. The that creature was your must bonus subtract action. the number rolled from the next saving throw it makes. Okay, so this actually will come into play. You did this last round, so it happened before you got stunned. So I'll say it carries over. Why don't you roll that d10? I'm going to tell you right now. This creature adds a plus five to its roll. Fucker. What'd you get? It's just a one. Okay, so it minus okay, is so one. Disadvantage. And it's rolling with disadvantage. So it has to get basically a 10 or higher. Normally it would have to get a nine, mm-hmm. but because of the minus one. So, okay, disadvantage. First one is a 10 exactly. Damn, okay. Next one is a 15. So with Fuck. the 10, minus one, that's nine, plus five, that's a 14. Yeah, okay, it succeeds that turn. Um. I'll just stay hidden. You remain hidden. Initiative 15 is another lair action. It is going to strike out at smite. That is a 17 to hit. He's going to, oh, he can't use a reaction, so he has to just take that. It's fine. <laughs> hit in the stomach <laughs> again. Oh, my God. I'm rolling so high on this. So he takes 22 damage as he is once again hit in the stomach um, with this massive tentacle. And it is now going to be Levitt's turn. At the end of your turn, you are no longer stunned. Initiative 12 is Kittle. Rolling that intelligence check. Ash, since you didn't get to do anything this round, why don't you roll for Kittle this time? I'm gonna roll a uh, DC, D20, add five, and I'm gonna pose it. D20, add five, and did she, can she use her bardic? Um, she will if she needs to, for sure. What did you get? 13. 13? This creature got a 10. That is two. It rolled a four on its fucking oh intelligence. Gosh. So, so she, didn't need to use she, it. she didn't need to use it. She will save that bardic. Um, that is another success. That is her turn. She spent it the entire time doing that. Initiative 10 is the librarian's turn. It's going to roll to see if it gets back its arcane blast. 
It does not. It is going to make an a tentacle attack on Smite again. Why not? Natural 13 plus 7 is a dirty 20. Hadn't been Smite's turn yet, so he's going to take that hit. Salute's so starting to feel a little bad hiding underneath the desk while Smite gets <laughs> the shit beaten out of him. Another 21 damage. So this it man is getting... pay to work an admin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Smite is taking some heavy hits right now. That is the librarian's turn. Six is Smite. Smite is looking mad hurt right now, but that has never stopped him before. He is going to bonus action, vow of enmity on this creature. So he has advantage, and then he is going to just launch into some attacks, trying to draw its focus. It's advantage, thank God. Okay, that's a natural 14. That plus his bonus will hit. It's a 24, and then a seven. That is a 17. Two hits, excellent, okay? 13 and 15, so he deals 28 damage on his first two swings, and then he is going to just dump two Divine Smites into each one of those swings. He is going to do one fifth level, and then one first level. Double eights on that, that's another 16 damage to this creature. And then the next one is much bigger, as these massive blasts of periwinkle light. Um, he just is Mistra! <laughs> just screaming as he does this. <laughs> not, not subtle at all. I fight for thee! <laughs> Blasts of arcane energy. Smite, please shut up. Um, I smite thee! <laughs> 5d8. An additional 25 damage from these smites um, as, as, as he tries to draw its attention away from you guys. Um, that is going to be his turn. Final lair action. This creature is obviously going to swing on smite. And with a natural 19, it is going to hit. Guys, I've never rolled this high. I know. Damage. You're going to kill smite. He's going to have to dimension door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> behind. It's a 16, uh, 18. Smite's like, I didn't mention that Kindle died. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to mention. Uh, okay, he takes uh, 25 more damage. Um, as this thing clobbers into him. But again, all the focus is off of Kittle. All the focus is off of you guys. Vigilante shit, gang. He's at 22 out of 102 hit points. Um, that is now top of the round. Lair action. The librarian is going to reach out once again, requesting IT assistance. I can't use my reaction on this. Well, you're not stunned. Do you have counterspell? Yeah. Oh my god. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would have to use it as an action, though. Counterspell's a reaction. So you 100% can do this. So you see Smite, like, he's getting literally <laughs> bashed by this tentacle. He goes, I wanna... I'll stop it! <laughs> Trying to raise his hand to dispel it. What does Levin do to counterspell? Uh, she just throws up her hand and red sparks the come sparks out. sparks snapping out of this stun. You shake your head and immediately <laughs> shut down the sending spell as it tries to reach for help one more time. Um, it's Falu's turn, actually. Wonderful. Uh, seeing that this thing is really starting to fuck Smite up and not having any more third level spell slots to uh, try and reduce it again, I um, fumble at my hip and then and uh, shoot one of my staplers at it. 21. That'll hit. All and right. And you do indeed get sneak attack. Beautiful. So it's going up to the... 5d6 for my sneak attack, and then 1d6 for the actual attack at plus 4. Uh, 19 damage on the stapler. <laughs> 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 They're in force. 
brutal because stinker. I stapled the largest packets of true, uh, and I single-handedly actually Falu's big item that's on his resume is he single-handedly uh, took down the stapler um, budget <laughs> uh, a lot in the first quarter. Beautiful. We should buy really thick staples and staple all the papers together at once. Big packets instead of small packets. <laughs> um, you hit, and I'll say that just so so that you guys know what this looks like because obviously you your intent was not to destroy this thing the way you strike it seems to be disrupting its energy smite and his smites are not like destroying the tentacles he seems to be almost hitting it and there's like a power loss like if mm-hmm. it's it's hp seems to be its arcane power and not like metal arms destroyed you know mm-hmm. so you I'm guys like smacking it away from kittle as it's like yeah <laughs> like one tentacle comes over and you and target it and you see it like you hit one of the kind of almost veins of arcane evocation energy and that disrupts it enough dealing that damage um and you have a bonus action yeah go ahead 20 you feel pretty hidden as you slide back behind a pylon that is another lair action it is going to attack smite natural 17 plus 7 was actually 22 in case it matters oh you are definitely hidden believe me it's actually 24. Sorry, my math is not bad. <laughs> actually, it's 100,000. Actually, it's 100, so. This was like, shit, if someone comes in and has 20%. 21 damage to Smite. He is at one hit point. Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, Can I shout out to Smite? Don't be an idiot. You know where the health potions are in Levitt's purse. It's hard to multitask. Um, That is the lair action. It's now Levitt's turn. Great. Levitt. I run over to Smite, and I use an object interaction to give him a potion. If you want to feed it to him, that's going to be an action. He's still cognizant, so he can take it himself, right? Can I just give it to him? In action economy, it will require him to use part of his turn to drink it. Okay, Does that make sense? so I will be giving him the healing potion. Okay, yeah, you run over. Um, he goes, what? And you shove it in his mouth? Roll a d20 for me. You're annoying me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Noah, you really want us to be here all night? Hey, I didn't say spend an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> investigating every floor, gang. <laughs> yeah, you did. All right. The there. I'm rolling a d20. Is this a luck check? This is a luck check. It's a 13. That is a healing potion. Nice. <laughs> it is a harming potion. It is a harming potion. Smite falls unconscious. Um, okay, roll roll for the healing potion. I believe it's 1d4 plus 4. Eight. Wow. Nice. Really good. Um, Smite is feeling better already um, as he gasps and goes, oh, thanks. I, thank you. Can I use my uh, bonus action to cast, um, I use my last bardic to do another unsettling words on the machine? Absolutely, you can. Minus another d10 from its next save. It is, that was Levitt's turn, 12 is Kittle. Guys. Final turn. Final turn, who wants to roll for Kittle? Lisa. Plus five, Plus five. 18. Kittle, furiously tapping away, Levitt, hanging on, making sure Smite doesn't go unconscious, Flu giving cover from the shadows. Things are chaotic, but she focuses in, continuing to tap and type furiously, splicing the firewalls, uploading the data module, and hits the space bar. Software downloaded. And you watch as the machine freezes and slowly begins to settle back into place. You have successfully kept it from alerting anyone or rejecting the software or killing you and as silence takes the room you are the four of you left successful 
in this miniature quest. I have initiative? It is technically your turn, yes. Wait, it's... We're out of initiative now because this creature seems to have completely accepted the data. I want to cast Healing Word on Smite. Smite goes, thanks. Oh, man. Wow, that was really rough. Should we chug these energy drinks? I'm feeling schmacked. Yeah, I could use that. How about you, Kittle? Yeah, I... uh, Whew, I did not expect it to be so much of a challenge. But hey, gang, we did it. We Kittle, did it. you did it. You were amazing. <sighs> well, you know, I wouldn't have been able to survive this if you guys weren't here drawing its attention. So, Wait, How do you learn all of that? It's like you know another language. It takes some time, but, you know, it's not impossible to learn. Kittle, good yes. job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Smite, you get seven hit points back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm digging in my boss's purse unceremoniously and pulling out an energy drink. You guys all pull out your monstrosity high octane energy drinks. What does octane do we think? Cheers. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Everyone just chugs their drink. Oh, I don't chug mine and I s- pretend to sip and watch Smite to see if it kills him. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh yes, God. bottoms up. I think slowly sipping to see if Smite perishes on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I think like after watching Smite almost go down and like be, uh, like obviously ran over with the health potion immediately after initiative uh, cure wounds, like chugging this thing, looking at him, it's like YOLO to the max. Like, <laughs> I, like YOLO to the max. I like YOLO. grab his hand and we chug these drinks together. Um, he squeezes your hand romance. tight as he drinks. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in romance, but uh, holding hands tightly and squeezing your drinks rebels. where you don't know what's in the drink together. <laughs> wow. That's, that's love, That's baby. love. Smite drinks his. Ooh. Whoa, okay. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Levin, you feel this as well? This rush Woo! of energy. Kittle. Oh my god. Whoa, where have these been all my life? Okay, I've been okay. So much. <laughs> Blue, you finish yours and you go unconscious and that you're at zero hit points. Fuck. <laughs> whoa! <laughs> you just fall to the ground unconscious and dying. Um everybody roll initiative. <laughs> you're rolling initiative? We have to roll death saves. Yeah. This is gonna be you right. guys who gets to... you first. Oh my god, I just got a nat one. Okay. Uh oh, you need the other one. <laughs> Smite got a um. Fourteen. You got a fourteen. Okay, Smite got a. Seven. Your fucking heart stops. <laughs> Your heart stops and you fall to the ground. That my... just proves that when you take a shot, you have to go for it. You can't sip it. <laughs> my fish, feed my fish. No, wait. <laughs> um, you fall to the ground. Um, Smite thankfully rolled an 18 on this initiative, <laughs> um, and is going to use Lay on Hand's ability to give you 10 hit points, which will bring <laughs> you back up. Uh, thankfully, you do not fail any death saves before anyone can heal you. Um, and you, <gasps> gasp, you do get back your spells. Oh. Um, you do not regain Should any I, sort of hit points. Should right? I drink another one? I think we only had four. Maybe just a healing potion. Anyone got a healing? Let's take all those uh, healing yeah, potions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll chuck a couple of healing potions since all of them seemed normal. Yes. So I, t- I did one. I don't know, remember how many healing there's potions we total, had. There's a total. There's 20. Smite has two. Um, yeah, you've used one, so you have, not, you have 19. Left. I start with the first one. All right. I'm going to just roll. Okay. That's a regular healing potion. Go ahead. 1d4 plus four. I'm going to do this a couple times. I get back seven hit points. 
I think do another one. Yeah. Since you since you are also um rested at this point, or everyone else is, Smite is going to use some spell slots. We take a full long rest. Uh, You get a long rest. You have an hour to like you have to wait an hour for the full abilities to come back which means that essentially like right before the meeting these you will be mm-hmm. at a long rest but mechanically i will let you all do your long rest except flu you do get your spells but now your hp right what the fuck do you think that just happens with some of them no nope. that's why they were posed i think that's probably why they weren't on the market <laughs> they seem to really just one kill people of, one out of four will absolutely drop you <laughs> Okay, um, Smite is gonna use. I mean, why mess around? He's already got his slots back. Yeah, he'll he'll use a fifth level cure wounds on you. You get back thirty four hit points as you feel this divine healing magic surge through you. Thanks, I feel a lot better. We're still rummaging around for healing potions and levitz first. Yep. You yeah. take another healing potion. That one I rolled a four on. You take six damage. Ugh. Oh, that one was a bad one. <laughs> you throw it and just, it shatters on the ground. Oh, take another one. The next one. <laughs> That's a five. That's another. Wait, but we're gonna eight. we're gonna sit here for an hour, right? <laughs> Smite is gonna um dump another third Wait, level. Wait, no, 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 no! Don't do that. We're you want to s- go through all of no, them? No, we're gonna sit here for an hour. <laughs> I will recover. I'll use my head ties. <laughs> My hit dice will get me back up to normal. We don't have to do this. I don't know what hit dice were, but I trust you. Um, let me just let nature take its course here. You guys, sure you don't want another one? I just have to take a lie down. <laughs> you take a little lie down. You guys all sit in this strange room that continues to, again, pylons rising and cooling. Um, this machine fully active. The plans to essentially create this back door, a way to awaken the automatons now fully installed into its programming. So, um, Kittle, explain to me, now that you've implemented this part of the software, what does that mean for the automatons? Does that mean they don't work at all? Does that mean when they, uh, you know, when the S component S is inserted inside that it rejects it in some way? Like, what happens now? We knew that if we were to completely shut down operations that wouldn't stop this thing from being created we knew that if we were to create some sort of obvious failure in them they would either isolate it or they would find a way around it so we figured that the best way thanks to our friend suggesting a back door would be to do something that could kind of get by underneath their radar for long enough and so this program will allow for a code word or code phrase to be used that will wake the soul within the automaton, keep it from being essentially a like mindless servant to whoever is guiding it, and give it, it back its sentience. So... Did you already pick the code word? It's a phrase. She fell, so we may rise. I look at Smite and I smile. He smiles, too. It's a phrase that Smite had said numerous times when you were dating and and he was becoming this radicalized person um, talking of this strange fallen god that no longer exists but still somehow fuels his raison d'etre. He looks to the machine and looks back to Kittle and looks to you both. I was going to say it should be gay little guns. I <laughs> suppose we could try and hack it. Kittle no, shakes no, her head. Better, it's, it's better. Let's not, let's not You've change this. You've got a cool this. thing going. Yeah. So it will awaken the soul 
to the consciousness of the person that the soul resided inside previously. Correct. But does that mean that the soul can be reinstated into its original form, or will it always be an automaton? Yes. How do we... What about the people who are component S? The bodies are usually lost during the process. So, the best we can do... We knew that we weren't going to be able to stop them from continuing to gather people. They've already created so many soldiers, and they already have so many imprisoned that we know that they're still going to create a few. The best we can do is make sure that those few who do have to go through the process can still be themselves at the end of it. Falu thinking about if he's going to get turned into a giant automaton. Oh my gosh. It will be good for those souls to have a second have chance. Agency, yes, over their own fates, even though it's been mostly robbed from them. And that's what we're doing, too. We've been given the code word. You're right. Gay little guns. <laughs> she fell, so she made <laughs> gay <same> little guns. <laughs> or we're missing messages, but you got the point. Thank you again, both of you. Kittle, I have a question. Of course, we've got some time to kill. Um, um, Would you be able to modify anything else about Glocky, given access to this machine here? I feel like... This is an opportunity for us, isn't it, Falu? It would be possible. It was a lot harder for me to access the schematics because of the nature of how top secret they are. Hence why, and she looks back at this now dormant machine, it had a little bit of a reaction. But depending on how intense the task, I should be able to, with a you know simple check. Could like a view an employee file? Yeah, that seems easy enough. Pull mine up. Okay. Walks over to it. Um... Let's do um, an opposed intelligence check one one more time. Okay. This is, um, again, add five. I'll say uh, you can roll it. 22. 13. So no opposition here. She manages to go through our employee files. Wow. If you could blow dust off of a computer file, I would be able to here. Um, <laughs> clicks and pulls up your file. Um, Flew what on duvet. What does it say? Does it have my performance reviews or anything? Um, she's scrolling through it. It's more, it's got a lot of information on your, your family. Um, it says, I mean, you're, you're from Iverholm, correct? And your, your mother's Ivern and Octurus, it says here. Mama and Papa. Yes. It also says that's what you call them here, weirdly. But. Did I say that in my interview? You. Maybe it gave weird vibes. You lean over Kittle's shoulder and kind of read here. This isn't simply your employment. This isn't your I-9 or your mm -hmm. W-2 or what have you. You look and are seeing essentially an analysis of your life so far. It's where you live. It's how much money you've made since you've been here. It's in tip, like they've clearly been like surveying you as you Salute. go through. He puts his hand up so that Kittle doesn't see that number. A lot of beta That's fish food. personal. <laughs> So it doesn't... Is this your biggest expense every month is just beta fish food? Filu, where's the information regarding your degree? Yeah, um, it's here somewhere, I th I think. It's probably just been so long since they... Yeah, I'm sure that's, you know, I mean, again, this is this is more of like the background files. I, I don't think they would be in here. Let's pull up Angelica. Yeah, let's do Angelica's. Pulls up Angelica's. Uh... Let's do Angelica. <laughs> Let's do another intelligence check. Uh, Ashley, Pull why don't you roll Brent's this one? Brent's next. <laughs> All right, one at a time. One at a time. 
All right, uh, if you guys think this is a wise idea, I support it. Natural one. Uh, this guy's so rolling like Ke- Keegan. This die is crazy today. Thank you so much. It's I want to see how much byline makes compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Angelica. So going to Angelica's file. Um, you see her whole life story is here. You see that like you, she, uh, as you know, went to the university. She was raised by one of the more well-off families that belonged in the Leonial kingdom. One that wasn't pro-empire when they came to power, but kind of did pull to Switzerland and kind of just like did not throw its support anywhere. And when people came a knocking, they didn't oppose any sort of influence or you know imposing that the government put on them so you you learn about this you you learn that she is the youngest of six all of her siblings are incredibly like well off either involved in some sort of industry or artisan or traveling all of emeralia you begin to see this picture forming of a young woman who has had tremendous pressure put on her to be something Um, And you see also, as you're looking through, that though it's noting that, like, Michelle and Hansel are her, like, besties and that she's spending a lot of time with them in and out of work, there is a lot about the fact that she has a lot of focus on you, Levin. That she is clearly, like, notably obsessed with Levin Maycare. Keep an eye on her. Uh, What the hell? (laughs) Literally, it says that, like, she's constantly bringing you up or, you know, comparing herself, angling herself in response to you. This file seems to reveal that. Can I do a perception check to see if she's in love with me? You can do an insight check. Yeah, can I also, having, like, sensed her weirdness before, which I think I probably didn't, like, super, like, mention that to Levin. Right, and I think that you had clocked it, but it was was a little unsureness Mm -hmm. of what was getting there. You can also roll insight. It's a six. It's a 15. Levid, you don't really clock this. I think you girl like, damn, like, why are you so obsessed with me? You know what I mean? Like, I think that Mariah plays in your head and you think, wow, she's so focused on trying to, like, be better than me that she can't stop even thinking about me. <sighs> she's my rival. What else is new? Um, Flu, there isn't anything here written that's, like, clearly there's a romantic feeling. Obviously, she hasn't said anything out loud to anyone, so they don't have record of that. But I think that maybe... Flu in the 80 years of stories and love that you've seen. And reading the and room. reading the room so well, as you are known to do. Mm-hmm. You, the idea that someone who's this obsessed with someone might have romantic feelings for them crosses your mind, I think. What's the deal? You see Smite come over. I got bored kind of watching the door. <laughs> you knew her in college, right? Oh, God, she was so mean. To you? Oh my god, yeah, she was so mean to me. When you were dating Levitt? Yeah, she, honestly, Mm. I mean, I don't know necessarily, there was a lot that split us up, obviously, but one of the things was that her friends fucking hated my guts, and, um, you know, forgive me if I misspeak here, Levitt, but it seemed like- Angelica wasn't my friend, we were classmates. They were your social group, and you didn't want me around when they were around. I didn't want you around when they were around? That's the impression you gave me. That you were ashamed of me, that I was gross and sloppy, and yeah, you know what? I was, not gonna lie. I've only recently been making a lot of hygiene changes, so I'm sure that I wasn't my best. College makes men of us all. (laughs) I was (laughs) trying to. Yeah, doesn't it, (laughs) Fallu? I was trying to keep up appearances. I was trying to be successful in the program. It had nothing to do with you. 
I understand that. I think Angelica's very jealous of you, Miss Maycare. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that for sure. Ugh, all right. Well, if there's nothing more interesting about Angelica, I'd like to stop talking about her. Pull up Brent. Okay. <laughs> uh, pose and tell us a check. Oh my god, Keegan. I rolled a two. I guess. Um, 19. Yeah, she, two plus its bonus is only like an eight. So uh, you easily managed to. Uh, nepotism, nepotism, nepotism <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you pull up his file. His full name is Brent Billions. Oh. Um, he is the son of another noble family, but this one heavily aligned itself with the Empire. Mm. The Billions family immediately threw their support behind Autark when he started voicing that he was interested in becoming the Emperor. He's got top marks in all of his schooling. He's got nothing. He's He's got, like, no criminal record. This is the, you know, this is the prince. This is the, the perfect boy, the, the son who... Is, is unfallible. The only thing that maybe Falu would gather in terms of like, what do I not like about this guy is that he's come from money and that is definitely played into him getting into school, getting um, like you, his parents, you easily find out that his parents like donated a lot of money to the university. Um, and you find out that he basically walked into this job um, having graduated like last year and took several months off to go and travel Emeralia. I want to do two more checks, unless you had any questions about Brent. <sighs> Just seems like a regular rich kid, if you ask me. Kittle shrugs. I think Falu looks at all of this, like, evidence of nepotism and the way Brent has gotten ahead of him in so many ways. And he's, like, wants to feel anger and jealousy and then just thinks... I wish my parents lived on the side of Emeralia. You see Kittle puts a hand on your arm, seeing, you know, you kind of go internal there. Goes, well, doesn't have two degrees, and you do, or will. True. Three if you want it. I am thinking of going back to school. You guys have this little moment. Is there anything you want to do as you kill time? I think at some point as you're like, you know, resting and letting this monster energy drink continue to kick in, kind of fuels the, let's see who else is on this computer. Um, is there anything you want to do? I think at some point Smite probably is like, do we want to fuck up this meeting? And if so, how? Smite, I know that your work is so closely related to company O. Do you want to look them up and maybe you can glean more information you might have not had before? <sighs> I'm not sure what else I could learn, but I'll take a look. Oh, true. Um, maybe they have, like, you know, their freelancers in here, like Jacques. Mm -hmm. Who wants to roll the oppose, uh, the check for Kittle? 15 plus what? 15 plus 5 is a 20. I swear to God, I rolled a 13. This thing adds 6. Uh, that's a 19. Kittle, that time goes, whoa, uh, almost uh, accidentally triggered something there, but company of... Jittery from the monster. <laughs> yeah, is anyone else, see, is anyone else seeing red? <laughs> Don't click on that. Click, 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 Kittle pulls up this document labeled the Omni Malu. And as she begins to skim, it's all stuff that Smite and her are familiar with. This secret organization that has plotted for many years, that has worked behind the scenes to rope in through blackmail and bribery to 
infiltrate governments all over the central third of Emeralia to unite them underneath Autark to create this empire. I think that maybe this isn't really new information for them, but the two of you standing behind them, watching them go through this article, going like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. Ugh, these guys are assholes. You're, you're seeing that the entire government was a plot. Like, this has all been a ploy, something put on by a individual named Paragon, coordinating with another individual named, who you would both recognize, Dean Flechantress, a plot to install Emperor Autark Aurelius in power and eliminate the Leoniel family. This exposes literally the entire... I mean, for anyone who's listened to the podcast, this is like the stuff that Zola and Smite and Brigid read when they are infiltrating the admin offices of the Socket. This is the plot that overthrew the Leoniel family. Do my, do my people know about this? I mean, not that we're particularly involved in international politics, but this is insane. This is so fucked up. They've done so much, so much, and, well, the work we did here today is bring us one step closer to stopping them. Philu, after we attend this meeting somehow, garner more information, blow something up, because that's just how I'm feeling today. I feel like blowing something up, but I can't tell if it's the high octane... It's definitely the high it octane. It definitely, definitely is. And I'm with you. I'm Can, here with you on that. But you know what it makes me want to do after blowing shit up? Get on a fucking infernal motorcycle. Drive you home. Tell your fucking family. You're right. I mean, I don't think that they would be happy to just see such a collective force happening. You know, even if... Well, I don't know. Our queens are interesting people but I can't imagine that they would just sit by and watch innocent souls be stolen Kittle Smite do you have you have one of the microchips at, at your disposal you've gotten access to that already uh, we don't have one on us no but we've had we've seen them for sure when we've you know interacted with them oh, maybe that's what we take from this meeting I was thinking if we're able to take one from the meeting then we could we could show it to people. I have a pretty crazy plan, and part of me doesn't want to tell half of it to you. But here's what I will tell you right off the bat. Okay, sounds great. Yes, I trust you implicitly. Yeah. Looking Good. at Levin. Kittle is the high octane kicked in. She's nodding for like so fast. Kittle, okay. you're vibrating. <laughs> this is going to be one of his best. I know it's going to be one of his best plans ever. Smite goes, okay, 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 okay. Listen. Everyone shut up. Everyone shut, shut everyone up. Everyone shut the fuck up. Everyone listen. Smite, no one is talking. I know. It sounds like everyone's yelling right now. <laughs> I'm messaging with Smite's head. <laughs> Get out of my head! <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. We go up. We infiltrate the meeting. You guys do whatever you want to do to infiltrate it. Whether that's entering in and exposing what's happening or impersonating someone or just dropping from the ceiling at an inopportune time and fucking everything up. You guys go do that. And me and Kittle will work on your exit. Go pick up the motorcycles. Our man in the van, if you will. Exactly. <sighs> Kittle goes, it would be kind of fun to hotwire one of those, eh, Internet? And Internet goes, yes, bestie, I want to ride. 
the man in the van, and the gnome who takes us home. <laughs> wow. Excellent, Falou. I love that. <laughs> I knew you guys were the best people for this job. Maybe I'll do an English degree. Why not all the degrees, right? I'll just hack and put everything in there. Yo, what? I, I'm so, <laughs> sorry. Hack, I hack up a lung because they smoke, apparently. Make care. <laughs> what? Now that we've gotten this far, and, well, it's the end of my first day, um, I'd like to think that I've proven that my skills are many, and my ability to uh, read the room, as it were, is uh, incomparable. Absolutely. Without deny. All of that said, I did not pursue a higher education. I, like, you didn't like it? I didn't. I did not make it into the university. Oh. What I do have a degree in is caring about my job. Well, Falu, isn't that all of what we have anyway? Degrees are bullshit anyway. Isn't it all just a fucking joke? I mean, look at every like everything we learned today, it all is a fucking sham anyway. Who fucking cares, Falu? I love you either way. Wow. And I appreciate all the work you've done today. I love you guys too. Blue hug, smile. We're all like, hold me. Okay, pats you on the back. It's all right. It's gonna be all right, man. Smile, hold guys, me. Guys, we it's fucking okay. did it. We fucking did it, you guys. You we, guys did it, we, did it, we did it. 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 Thanks for being cool. You're the best boss ever. Okay, so, and here let's do a little narrative shift. As Smite goes, <laughs> here's the plan. Um, you guys would like to infiltrate this meeting, correct? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to try and get there beforehand and hide? Or do you want to enter and, like, you know, try and time it so that you're entering right when the meeting's starting? How would you like to do this? Because from there, Smite is going to split from you guys. And I'll tell you right now, dimension door to the storage facility to get you guys the bike. Can Be I careful push? of Brent. <laughs> I'll kill Brent. him. <laughs> Brent v. Smite in yeah. the, <laughs> the storage room. Oh. Like glowing with vertical light. Can I pitch my insane idea to you? Yeah. Which is that we could maybe, I don't know how, but I am okay to go in with, An with Angelica. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of you going in with Angelica. I just want to hurt my father. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. And I want to hurt all the scientists. And I want to hurt people right now. That's how I fucking feel. I think it might be the high octane. <laughs> That uh, that Levitt is like in more of like a revenge, like a blow up the room scenario. Yeah. Falu is thinking also about what he can do to like get the word out to the people of this company slash the city. The only other thing I want to fucking do in this meeting is ruin Worf and Diddlepiss's life. So and get him fucking fired. Oh, we could just fire him right here, maybe from the computer. That's what I was thinking. Holy we could just shit. put like a band from the building, like a rest on site. Kittle, Simple can enough. You, <laughs> can you log into the the main? Can you hack the mainframe and Happily. take away every single security uh, clearance clearance that he has? I would be honored. Uh, someone will oh, from the building can, on site. Can I also take all of his money and give it to me? 
That is uh, maybe a little harder. Okay, one yeah, day I want his money. <laughs> okay. Does, isn't direct deposit set up in here? Can I know his checking account? I think that, uh, you know what, here, let's first, let's roll to see if Kittle can get access to it. Someone roll the d20 plus five. <laughs> Fuck. It's a one. So a six. Yeah. It's a 13. Bug. Uh, Wait, Kittle never used her bardic. That's right. She technically didn't. Okay, this thing just got a 19, though, so I don't think it so can. She'd have to hit a 10 on it. Oh. No, I think even if she hit a 10, she wouldn't, because she got a 6 total. It's she a did 10. hit a 10, though. <laughs> what, what did you roll initially? I rolled it was a, six. a 6 plus 5. 6 total, so plus 10 is 16. This thing rolled a 13 plus 6. That's a 19. Brutal. Yeah. So his file requires a little bit more clearance. I don't know if I should press in. I might trigger it again. We're just going to have to kick his ass on the street, I think. Yeah, Maybe you can, we'll say something in the meeting, too. Maybe we can. you guys can say something raunchy about him or whatever. I don't know. Raunchy? I couldn't think of the right word. Sorry, my head is frazzled right now. I'm he does, so hopped It up. does feel like that kind of sadistic fuck would be into some fucked up shit, so it could be raunchy. And so you guys are down to split up from Smite and Kittle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go to the floor and hide prior. I'm going to meet and up And you're going to go to meet up with Angelica. Yeah, and Jacques. Okay. So someone cast invisibility on me. I want to go around with my grenades and just plant them all over the executive suite, all over, the, like, out when we leave this room, two on the door. Um, are they, when... like, remote detonate? Um, they technically are... Kittle. Can you fuck with these? Kittle looks at them. <laughs> you know what? I think I could. Put Give a me timer a second. On one of these. I'm gonna let's uh, let's roll another intelligence check for her. Um, Ash, why don't you roll it? Twelve plus five. I was gonna say DC fifteen. Woo! Um, and then I need um, give me a sleight of hand check for Lou. Some of them need to be kind of fiddled with correctly in order to do this. So I just okay. she's gonna need some help handling them. Exactly fifteen. That will exactly do it. You, you guys don't explode any of them. As you can alter them. <laughs> I oh, start careful, fumbling careful, with like a hot Your potato. Your hands are shaking from the high octane. The octane. This <laughs> <laughs> monstrosity is really bad for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. okay. Everyone else heart skipping every third beat. I'm aging. I think. Look at her hands. Someone else pruny. I feel really dehydrated. Are we gonna die after this? Guys, this I feel so, so fucking good. I feel beautiful. Oh my god, the entire group is fucking rolling. (laughs) I cast Bardic on everybody again. Okay, you're giving everyone a Bardic? Thank you. That's right. Whenever you're ready, Miss Maycare, say the word, and invisible you go. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, can we try and get out of here? Yes, Smite will disguise self back into CEO Navarne Maycare. Um, and the group of you, having of course cleaned up this space as best as you can as well. Move the tentacles. Back. <laughs> they should. They got back in place, but you do, you do uh, buff out some of the scratches you guys left and pick oh, up the potion staplers. they shattered. Oh, staplers. So <laughs> um, As you guys exit, it looks just like Mr. Maycare brought a little tour into the schematic library. Weird, wow. but beautiful technology. Father, great stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Really weird here. You call me father. Um, <laughs> as you guys exit and head towards the Oliviator, uh, there's only one Oliviator that goes to this floor. As you would surmise, not all of them go here. So Smite, as CEO Maycare, leads you to the Oliviator, presses the button, and only a moment passes before it opens and you head inside. 
he selects some of the lower floors so that Falou can go to 98 and meet up with Angelica, and then he and Kittle can go hide somewhere and then dimension door back into the storage. Uh, and then, Levitt, you'll be able to exit and go into another Alleviator to kind of go up and hide there. Onto the hundredth floor. On the hundredth floor. floor. Yeah. Because you'll still you still have the access ID from the other person. So you guys go in, the elevator goes down, ding, opens up at 98, and you all exit, and you see Kittle and Smite nod to you guys and head away, heading towards a bathroom, as you two nod to each other, giving a knowing look as Falou heads towards Angelica's office. I cast invisibility. And you step back into an elevator that opens fully invisible um, as you slide in and hit 100. Good luck, Falou. Thanks, boss. The doors close and you all head off into your opposite directions. Now, we'll start with you, Falou. Falou, you walk through the familiar 98th floor to Angelica's office. You hear her talking to what sounds like Hansel and Michelle. The meeting was awesome, guys. I can't wait. I'm going to go to this fucking thing at 5 p.m. and blow it out of the water. Mr. Maker is going to be so impressed with me, and um, I'll probably make Levitt a little jealous in that right. And Hansel goes, oh, of course, of course. You are amazing, Angelica. Amazing as always. Can I head in? Yeah, you not you open the door and she goes, Oh my god! Guys, this is Farklow. He is my new assistant. He's fucking awesome. Miss Celestana, thank you so much again for the opportunity. I figured I would tidy up your office before we head out. Oh, like Please, this place is a fucking mess. Go. What would you like to do while you the two the three of them keep t- you know gabbing on and chatting and she's just gloating about how excited she is to go to this meeting and um, how impressive she was to this this representative she met with from Company O named Jacques. Um, what is Falou looking for while Falou's in here? Falou feeling the most agency that he ever has, like being freed by the knowledge that he's not going to be at this company anymore. Um, will rifle kind of through um, Angelica's desk and paperwork and I would like to try and find a hiring form using my perfect pen of signing, hire myself and assign myself a very large severance package. Holy fucking shit. Give me a slide of hand check. (laughs) This is amazing. She definitely has some of this paperwork here. So it's just a matter of doing it quickly enough. So close to a nat 20 and then it rolled off. But it is 22. Nice. You take out this paperwork um, quickly, like while she's gabbing and talking, manage to sign and essentially fully fill out this paperwork. You write in your severance package. Benefits. Benefits. Salary. And an apartment in whichever city I please. What was your total for that sleight of hand check? 22. You managed to do this without being seen by Angelica. At one point, Hansel does look at you with a nat 20 on his perception check. But I smile sweetly. He just sees you filling out paperwork. I'll have Tapping him roll. the papers on the desk. Oh my god. Her cups. Nat one on the inside <laughs> check to figure out what the fuck you were doing. Oh my god. Saw you filling out paperwork, but just goes, Oh, this assistant you have is so good. He's already filling out the paperwork for hiring. Ah, oh, oh shit. Thanks for doing that. I got it. I meant to do it before you got here, but then you got here so fast because you're so good at your job. Farlo. No problem. I know how it goes. Oh, you're so good. You don't have time for this kind of thing. Guys. You gotta get yourself a forelock. 
espresso anyone? I'd love five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you play up this and finish making your paperwork as things begin to settle down there. And she sends Michelle and Hansel off and goes, well, it's almost five. I should probably head up there. Uh, Jack's going to meet me at the elevators. You want to come? I'm right here beside you. Oh, I know I can count on you. So hard to find good help. Come on. Barges forward, kind of push, literally pushes you out of the way. Um, uh, you're just knocked up against her. She's surprisingly strong. Um, you beeline after her. As you see, waiting at the Olivier is the elven form of Jacques Dreadrespite. He looks to you, a little puzzled, and goes, Ah, Angelica, you decided to bring along your assistant. Um, how exciting. Oh, Jacques. Lovely to see you. Oh, and just in case I remember, you work for a company, oh, what was it? Hmm. I work for a company, oh, that is all you need to know. <laughs> are you sure, as Angelica's assistant? Hmm. I don't see how that pertains to the meeting we are going to, so yes, that is all I will say for now. Just oh, come on, everyone. Jacques, you're being kind of a dick. It's my new Felistant, Flu. I combine the names, do you like it? Felistant. I love it. Thank you. Um, oh, Angelica got your name right. <laughs> and she made you a special title. You and this elf, narrow eyes glaring at each other as the Oliviator arrives. Shall we? After you. He steps in. After me, you mean. Instead, Angelica shows her forward. Uh, and then flew you file in. Now, jumping over to Levid. Levid, you here as the doors of the 100th floor, the C-suite, open up. A furnished foyer fit for a king's palace greets you. Water gardens flowing through the sides, paintings of the great works of Glockheed and the Empire. An easily 30-foot-long mahogany table stretches before you and towards these glass windows that stretch along the final third of this room, providing you the grandest view of the city around you. The citadel in the mountains and the districts stretching to the west, beautiful and intimidating. You can see the sun is now, again, setting, falling closer to the horizon. Soon the meeting of titans of this company will begin. Future production of automatons and military tech within the Empire will be secured by Glockheed, though not exactly the way they imagined. Aside from the Oliviator, there looks to be two other doorways where, um, like, you're not really sure where they lead to, but other entrances to this floor. Um, there's, of course, a lot of, like, beautiful foliage here. I, aesthetically, it is very similar to, like, a Frank Lloyd Wright sort of design. It's very beautifully modern, clean, somewhat minimalist and angular, but still ornate, not, uh, you know... it. It relies on the lighting of the space and a lot of natural lighting to make this place look beautiful, big, and bright. Um, as you enter into this space, Invisible Levid, you do see that there are uh, several scry eyes here, but they can only sense visible things. So you enter in unseen and begin to go around and plant your little detonators. <laughs> um, how many do you want to plant? Did you end up planting two by the schematic library? Or do you want to just put them all here? I don't think that I planted the two by the schematic library because I think that uh, 
if anyone thinks that this is like some kind of terrorist moment, uh, I don't want them to assume that something went wrong with the computer right. and then have them find what we have planted. So I think I go around and I, uh, I quickly place all of the detonators uh, hidden away so that uh, they can be detonated or not, given their faulty status. Um, and then I think I go over to the view of the city and I just take a moment before everyone begins arriving and uh, look out at the city and sort of process as much as possible what has happened to me and what I've learned. And I think about all of the people in the city who have been affected in the past and continue to be affected by the actions of this corporation, of the empire, I start to feel really guilty for wanting to be a part of this for so long. And it's kind of a full circle joke. I was, when we first found me, I'm staring out at the city bitter. And now I'm staring out at the city with so much love for its people and wanting to change things for the better. You take this moment to yourself, thinking through how wild the past 48 hours have been, how much you've changed in so little time. Thinking back to your roots and how, in a way, you're not changing. You're calling back to a part of you that you have lost and forgotten and hidden away from yourself. But it's coming back. This confident, charismatic, young tiefling woman who is unafraid of who she is and what she can do. I think I just quietly drop my semen. You stand there, invisible, but still presenting as yourself. Um, give me a stealth check with advantage. This will also count for how well you hide the grenades. And I'll say also that Kittle gave you a sort of detonator to be able to activate these. That was the main technological project she had there was developing that. 26. 26. You, silent as ever, have planted all of these bombs, have avoided the scry eyes, and have this moment before you hear, ding, as the Alleviator doors open and in walk the top executives of Glockheed Industries and Falu. At the front, <laughs> you see a smug, mustachioed CEO, Navar Maycare, standing to the right of this old, near-ancient Durgar man, this um, d pale dwarf with kind of like almost purplish, whitish skin and pure white silvery hair that crowns his head and creates a long, illustrious beard that has been braided in the tradition of dwarven culture. This is owner, former CEO, Montgomery Monty Glockheed. He is known, depending on whom you ask, as a shrewd businessman or a greedy warmonger. His family had left Balderheim millennia ago, as you know, at the start of the Dragon Wars after clearly turning to some dark powers. He ceded the role of CEO to Navarre shortly after the War of the Mara and Mara broke out as a reward for his decision to align themselves with Autark Aurelius and his cronies, and since then has retired, remaining a majority shareholder for the sake of ownership. 
Behind them, you see a gnome wearing a bright green engineer's overalls that match their hair, embossed with the gear and leaf symbol of Gigglevale. You would recognize this as one of the new contacts who's kind of signed up with the university. This is Swordfin Diddlepiss of the Diddlepiss family. You see a few humans, one a tall, beautiful, red-headed woman that looks oddly familiar to our realm's Jessica Chastain. Um, <laughs> and you see that everyone else, is, they're all dressed in these very expensive, extravagant outfits. These are either wealthy nobles from the area who own stock in the company are not, and are on board, and if not, lords in neighboring countries that are all within the empire. Um, they all file in, followed by Angelica Celestana, who is flanked by this elven man who you kind of recognize based on his features. And then behind them, another elven man, Flu on duvet, <laughs> who I imagine is probably glancing throughout the space casually, mm -hmm. um, trying to see where. Any of my friends are here. Yes. Um, you all file in, you see Angelica. Um, gorgeous as always, gleaming golden fist pin on her lapel, laughing, tossing her blonde hair back, trying to chat up with this um, elven man, Shock, who wears this bespoke black suit and sunglasses to kind of block out the remaining sun that reflects off the nearby cloud carvers. Um, everyone finds a chair quieting as they do, though no one sits until founder Montgomery Glockheed settles his ancient dwarven body into the seat at the head of the table. The documents that you had signed, Levitt, and you had carried, Falu, are distributed throughout the room, each member taking a copy and beginning to skim them as CEO Maycare swaggers slowly around them. I bring everyone waters. Water <laughs> thank you, thank you. You see the one uh, who looks like Jessica Chastain. You see she has a name tag on. It's Jessica Jastain. Um, she, <laughs> Shut the fuck oh up. Oh my god, thank you so much. I was so parched. I love your cheekbones. Thank you. She eyes you sexily. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Flu shakes his head a little bit like you've gotten the wrong he's impression. He's still high. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Innovation. Strength. Synergy. Vision. Glockheed has risen above its competitors, small and large, thanks to its ability to hone in on the needs of the nation and the direction of its will. Since our founding hundreds of years ago, we have become the standard we managed to secure our seat at the table, guiding those in power to make the best choice. And now, thanks to this deal, we will not only be at the table, we will be the table. The benefits of public government support with the freedom and power of private company. We may as well be the military. Those around the table laugh, the only person unfazed being Jacques, who sits cross-armed just watching Navarre. Navarre continues. I've been working non-stop, just me, by the way, non-stop, to ensure that this deal seals the destined success of our company. Locking in not only this major contract which will remain open indefinitely, so long as our glorious emperor keeps on pushing the borders, and you see Jock again nods, as if confirming, we will remain at the top. And what's good for all of us is good for all of Aurelia. A rising tide raises all ships, after all. Now. I know this signing is but a formality, but I would be remiss if I did not present proof of this victory. Shareholders, 
board members, and of course, the incredible founder of this company, Mr. Montgomery Glockheed, welcome to the future of Glockheed Industries. Revealing a remote, he presses a button and you hear the sound of stone and metal grinding as behind him, between the table, him, and then the glass wall, a platform begins to rise. Fuck. On top of it, a glittering golden automaton stands. Unlike the earlier models, which are bulky and almost mismatched, this model has been redesigned to be more balanced, mobile without sacrificing the thick armor plating. Their polished metal form is almost humanoid, beyond shape but inflexibility. They move with grace and poise as they step forward off of the platform, their eyes glowing gold. You see that it's gone from like that mismatched kind of eyes and like this thing built that was just clearly just like a tank built to block things to having this more aesthetic design. Looks more like a Gundam now um, as everyone in the room gasp and awe. How big is it? It is human sized It is actually only probably about six feet tall. The previous ones were like 12 feet tall, double the size. This one seems sleek. Yes, it looks, it, it's prep for battle, but it looks different too. It definitely looks like there's a, a, maybe a different skill set involved here. You see, CEO Navarre continues. Our increased mass production of these machines will not only provide the Empire with a powerful conquering force that will significantly lower casualties in the field, but it will do so without striking fear into the wrong individuals. No longer will our innocent law-abiding citizens be slaughtered by the evil foreign powers that threaten us. The older, bulkier models will continue production with a few modifications to ensure stability, allowing us to continue to use them for brute force, while these models will lead in missions that require finesse or casting. Not only outfitted for combat, they are specialized, each unit equipped for a specific skill set. With your signatures, we seal this pact and ensure the path ahead is prosperous and safe, the promise of Glockheed from its founding. I am proud to be the CEO of such a great company with such a bright future. And you see everyone applauds and raises a glass. As, as Falu, you see several um, assistants come out with champagne, um, and you see one, oh, do you mind helping with this? Sure, passes sure, you a platter. Sure. Um, and you guys begin to go around and pour champagne for everyone. Um, Levitt, you see there's like a pause as he um, like lets everyone get their glasses filled. Is there anything you're looking to do in this moment? Okay, I want to come out of invisibility, cast greater invisibility on myself, in order to cast spells while invisible. Nice. And I cast a fifth level Dissonant Whispers on my father. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, he rolls a wisdom save. Keegan, you are fucking killing me today. That is a natural three. He is going to fail. It says I whisper a discordant melody. It can be whatever you want. But it instead be. of whispering a discordant melody, I think I just say, fuck you, dad. He freezes. Levid? And suddenly you see blood begin to drip from his nose and he touches his nose. Roll damage. Let's give it, everyone, pass your d6s. If you don't mind, my dear. Oh, there's one. 15. Believe it or not, your father is not some sort of massive, powerful warrior. He's just a really rich guy and so you watch as your father looks into the room blood dripping from his nose you see Jessica Jastain goes sir are you okay and he, he goes 
and falls down forward, <laughs> dead on the table. Oh How many points does he have? He has noble stats. So what, what were ten. They? Are you serious? Yeah, he's just a regular guy. Oh my god! You see immediately, everyone goes. Oh, Mister Mister. Felice stands up and goes, please, please, it's all part of the presentation. Oh my god, give me a deception check. <laughs> it's gonna be really fucking high. Go ahead. <laughs> 14. Oh, wait, no, 16. That's gonna be like, what? You see, there's, I'll tell you this people aren't necessarily convinced, but there's a lot of confusion now as everyone goes, it's part of the demonstration. But you see, Monty Glocky, who hasn't spoken at all, goes, what is wrong with him? This is a weird presentation, Nevar. Wake up! Wake up! I put you in this job. I can take you out of it. Um, maybe he needs a, a water, a water. I kneel by his <laughs> shoulder, hoping that Levin has a plan. Uh, Levin, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> um. Uh. Kay, hold on. What? I didn't think I would drop him. I thought you would. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I watched my dad go down. I'm a little shocked that uh, that's how weak he's been the whole time. Um, and I just will process the murder of my father later. I guess I lied to <laughs> Falu. <laughs> I guess I lied to Falu when I said we weren't going to kill him. Um, I messaged Falu oh and my I gosh, say... She actually meant she was going to kill him. Falu, <laughs> um, it's time to go. I... Yeah! Where's the gnome who takes us home? You see, uh, already up in arms is Jacques, who is looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. He looks to you, Falu. I pull the fire alarm. <laughs> you rush by him and go, what? You run, pull the fire alarm. Oh, Falu. Spr- can we say the sprinklers soak, Monty? <laughs> what is going on here? Terrible demonstration! Um, it's all part of the plan. You get a message in your head, Levin. On our way, you guys ready? Um, I'll say so. As chaos is unfolding in this room, you see time slows for a moment. Levin, you're still invisible, kind of out. I'm, I imagine that you're standing just like 30 feet from your father as he's lying dead on the table. Jacques, looking towards you, Falou, sensing something is wrong. You see he reaches into his pocket. He looks like he's going to draw a blade as bursting through the doors of one of the stairwells you see riding on a motorcycle is fucking smite and kittle as they burst into the room um flames bursting from this machine that literally as if it could scream that it's evil it is scream it is just like Just oh, like that must screeching. smell real bad for you, babe. It's sulfurous, it's wild, and you see Smite goes, not my favorite ride, but it's one we're going to take. I'll get on the back of yours. Um, <laughs> healing for- starts driving through. You see Jacques is pulling out his sword. I'm going to say let's roll initiative really quickly to okay, see cool. how we settle this. Okay, cool. 26. Okay. 10. Okay, it's going to be Falu, Smite, Levid, and then whoever else is in this initiative. They all rolled very low. Falu, you are up first. You see Smite is like beginning to ride through this floor top speed. You rush toward him. I upend my water glass over Angelica's head, and then I run and get on the bike. Why? For glow! 
you're never gonna keep this job if you do stuff like that. I've got higher aspirations. I'm going to grad school. <laughs> you leap on the bike as it <laughs> begins to tear through the room, heading for the glass window. Um, behind Smite's back, Flu is fumbling and doing a little bit of prestidigitation. Okay. I, I where am I? Have I gotten on a bike yet? It is Smite's turn. He. He, he's gonna use his full action to essentially like dash this thing across the room. Lemon! <laughs> Just calls out for you. Um, I think I want to message Angelica. Okay. Angelica, you'd do well to get out of this business. Lemon? And I jump on the back of the bike. You jump on the bike and you guys hurtle towards the one of the windows as Jacques um pulls out his blade and runs towards you all. Could I say I have bonus action disengaged? I'll say that you got disengaged. He would have swung out at you okay, to okay. get you. So yeah, that makes sense for you as you're disengaged there. You fading into reality look like this devil. Smite tearing through. You see this elven man rushing towards you, blade drawn, um, has to use all of his movement to get to you as you guys crash out the window, flying through the sky betwixt the massive golden cloud carvers all around you. Hundreds of feet below you, rushing towards you now, the many, many golden streets, as you all cling to this large fucking motorcycle. Hang on! You all like hugging together. Smite has Kittle in his lap as Kittle has her hands on, the, is like fiddling <laughs> with the tech. Let me just- Kittle, you don't have a parachute, do you? Um. Oh, maybe I do. Hold on. Um, she starts fiddling through her things as you guys are fast approaching the ground. Um, okay, not that. Okay, not that. All right, I don't seem to have feather fall. Does anyone have feather fall? Oh my god. I have misty step, so I'm good. I've got spells as well. I don't um, care anymore. <laughs> as you guys fall towards the ground. Oh my god, the potion of gashes form. Oh. <laughs> Um, it's yelling. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care anymore. You're back. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> Baloo's like, Miss Maker. <laughs> you see Spike turn back. You have up. an option here. You have an option. I made us an incredible severance package. We have an apartment. <laughs> we do? We could be roomies. Baloo. Okay. Drink it fast. Okay. <laughs> Shoves the potion around this. Quickly hurling towards the ground. One round passes as you all get this potion in. Um, Levin, you... Turn into a gas as you're about to hit the ground. Falu, you misty step just up 30 feet and like yeah. crash into something. <laughs> Literally, it's like the momentum continues as you like crash into a mailbox and tumble to the ground. Um, Levin, your gas floating above this as you watch as people turn, seeing a motorcycle head straight down them, begin to scream and panic. And Smite grabs Kittle, looks to you guys and goes, Great work. And the two of them disappear, dimension dooring away as the motorcycle explodes on the ground, showering debris into this busy street. People begin to scream and run as guards charge forward and you hear the of nearby automatons already rushing in. Falu has been making, uh, prestidigitizing a tiny little Falu bobblehead <laughs> again. And uh, as all of this chaos is uh, going on, just leans down and quietly puts it down on the street and casts his spell, Magic Memo, which basically allows this little bobblehead to like say a 25 word message. And I'll say the condition is whenever anyone passes it and it is going to say, component S is people. 
The golden automatons are people. The Omnimalum has propped up our government. All of Emeralia is in danger. We rise. The sound of this call begins chills, to echo. I have chills, I have chills. People turning their head, I mean, people are still panicking, running, but the voice carries through these open streets, echoing off of things. People turn their heads and begin to hear this. You see the guards kind of looking nervously as Falu pulls off the street. Uh, give me a stealth check to see if you can kind of get away from this. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll just go invisible. Okay, yeah, you go invisible. As guards go, where'd they go? Looking around for whoever fucking blew up this motorcycle. Um, <laughs> um, where are the two of you heading? I, before we head anywhere, I detonate the bombs. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Thumbs together. Should we do the running slow-mo thing from it? Yes. <laughs> Coming out of gaseous form and invisibility, you guys run down an alley. A tiefling and an elf just running. <laughs> Clicking the button as an explosion rockets through the top floor of Glockheed. People shocked look up at screams continuing to echo out as the message of flu echoes through the streets as you guys run and run and run towards whatever future the two of you may have. We have to pick up my fish. <laughs> and that's where we'll end this campaign. I mean, Chunky sewed three Chunky hours and 30 minutes no, we'll of recording. No, we'll be cutting this in oh, half. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, to release it, I don't know what I got to do to get it up there. I don't know what the <laughs> limits are, but once we finish editing, we will fully oh, see how long it is. 10 hours? Whoa. We're allowed to upload 10 hour episodes. Oh, my gosh. So, the try not to die finale. You heard it here. It's going to be 10 hours. Oh, thank you so much for listening to this mini campaign, The Cloud Carver Caper. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you'd like to become an Eldritch patron, now's the time, gang. We got so much great content up there. Oh, the well, session zero for this. Session zero oh, yeah. for this is going up for the November content surge. Next year, post-campaign, there will be a musical episode <laughs> because our patrons are amazing and they fucking hit that mark. So Hell to, yeah. So go to Patreon.com. We're gonna com. go off. We're gonna go that. off. I don't know anything about you guys, but no one I have a storied acapella pass. It's, it's going crazy. It's cursed and it will help a lot in this moment. Um, if you'd like to become a patron, go to Patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Um, anything you guys want to plug as we wind down from this campaign? You Shout. guys, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Shout. Shout. Oh. Um, shout out to 3D Piss, uh, Sciophiles, who did our art for this. So good. I'm so glad that we um, self-prophesied with the fact that in Die Hard, they blow up the building. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, we shouldn't have the building blowing up. We should just have the automaton. But we blew up the building. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to just, if you're going to leave, you got to quit big. I just want to say that literally Ashley and I discussed the artwork and Ashley was like, oh, I don't, you know. We don't, there's not like an explosion, so we shouldn't have that there. And I was like, yeah, there's not, not one. Uh, there Definitely probably wouldn't gonna, be. <laughs> probably not going to put 12 faulty grenades in your path and see what happens. Um, oh, I just wanted to say, guys, if you're listening and you haven't listened to the whole campaign up to the episode that we're currently at, the main campaign, get 
on the train now get on it if you want to jump in there is a recap basically at the start of every single arc so mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. even wanted to just come in on like the fourth or fifth arc mm-hmm. and kind of see the most recent stuff that's led up to this adventure mm-hmm. and what has happened immediately after this adventure yeah mm-hmm. we have that stuff out too there's some pretty urgent stuff happening that we're cutting back to after this Ooh, so yeah it's up. all coming down to harvest peak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll i'll say this right now if you go and check out the story so far which is one of the episodes in the timeline it is the full recap of it's all the recaps in one the entire show up to the start of arc five and it will give you episode points to jump in so if you were like oh when's arc three start like it just listen to that episode it'll be like stop here and jump in at episode <laughs> yes. six if you would like so to do fucking that. helpful so amazing guys it's gonna be amazing noah great job Thank this you. was such a. Yeah. Um, we'll talk. We could talk about more on the afterlife, Ooh, yeah. but we didn't yes. think that we were going to do this campaign until after the campaign, and mm-hmm. then we just kind of, like Glockheed, blew up our entire recording schedule and decided that now was the time to cut over to this world. And Noah prepared this campaign with the haste. Yeah, I we, mean, it was like post-haste. we gave Noah like a week and a half <laughs> to be like, "We're going to do a mini campaign. Drop what you're doing and let's." Ca- do this. And we casted haste on Noah. <laughs> it worked. And gang. Noah hastened. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it i hope it didn't seem too hasted um and um i'm excited for future mini campaigns that we're going to be doing are you going to congratulate Baba? you want to congratulate me oh she's so cute um any last minute plugs i, I want to i'll plug our socials at try not to die pod on mm-hmm. i'm at noah the infuriator at actually goodwin and at spaghetti fixation no so, h no h um, so check all of us out all over the internets, uh, internebs, and um, any last minute plugs. That's all. Thank you. That's all. Well, until next time, gang, and next time we'll be in 2023 outside of our Frost Joy episode. Try, Try not, not to, to die. die. All hail our eldritch patrons, especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Grace, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and our producer Daddies, Becca Mount, Sam Golden, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.